0: Hello. Hello. Hey, friends. us, your Ampy Queens. Ooh. I am high on NyQuil, baby. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're all real sleepy, and it's 4.50 in the afternoon. Um, this is just how you're getting us, but uh, it's intro time, gang.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. My tea's gone cold. I'm wondering why. I got out of bed at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dido, baby. <laughs>
1: uh, yes. We um are very excited to tell you that the episodes that this episode of the vampire the empire diaries will be covering (laughs) i'm doing great are episodes 11 and 12 of season three of the show our town and the ties that bind in our town elena bonnie and matt surprise caroline with a small party for her 18th birthday tyler refuses to go along with Klaus's latest demand and in episode 12, The Ties That Bind, Bonnie's recurring dreams about Klaus's coffins lead her to a reunion with her mother, Abby, whom Bonnie hasn't seen in 15 years. So this is an episode where we're finally going to get into talking about Bonnie and um, how the show handles race and how maybe three seasons in is a little late to introduce like one of your series regulars Um entire home life backstory.
0: Um, So you edited this, Morgan, and I haven't listened yet. Uh, How angry do I get during the Ties That Bind? Like, very justifiably angry.
1: Like, you have a lot to say, and you do, like, apologize for talking about it. And we're like, no, 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 no. please talk about it, because, like, it's a really valid issue to have with the show. And I think we're all frustrated and feel like it's about... Like this this does feel like the moment to talk about Bon like the disservice to Bonnie and like the lack of information all up until now. And kind of it's it's obviously like our first Abby episode. So I I'm interested to listen to our coverage of like Abby's stuff in season three and to talk about how that arc felt because it's there's a lot to unpack.
0: Ah, we're getting so close We're getting so close to me Almost calling Klaus the N-word, you guys <laughs> Almost there <laughs> Almost there, I believe that's the next episode I can't
1: wait
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm uh, so shocked in the moment by it I don't know how to handle it And I am <laughs> apologize for my white nonsense Because <laughs> I'm like, I, uh, I don't, maybe don't I don't know <laughs>
0: Uh, Ampies, I think you'll understand when the time comes. Besides the fact that I am wasted <laughs> at, at, at that time, it's just like I was, uh, uh, sisters, I was so tired. I was so tired, sisters. You were over it. <laughs> and Klaus, I uh, directed my ire at him. It wasn't his fault, but he was the one.
2: The one to take it out on.
1: <laughs> Klaus is a punching bag for our show.
0: <laughs> he really is. He
1: can take it. He can. He's unkillable. Who else could take it?
0: Unkillable. He's alive. <laughs> Damn it! It's a <laughs> I did the arms. <laughs> oh, originals are strong as hell, <laughs> and that's the new theme song to the originals.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was a good choice. They, no theme for TBD, but for originals, they were like, we have to do it. Oh, it's I a wish. Miracle. I do wish these shows had long theme songs and title sequences. It's really fucked up that they don't.
0: I mean, the closest we get is season four is previously is that they eventually stopped because they were so bad everyone's like, don't do that.
1: <laughs> Please stop. And they were like, okay, fine. We'll never have fun again.
0: <laughs> and they did
1: it, and we were sad yeah season yeah season four they decided to not have fun anymore
0: it's like, this is what you get this is what you get for insulting the previously's two we'll take them away from you uh <laughs> oh, so dark so dark uh season four is gonna be fun it's uh, it's gonna be a good time if only they could have taken away because we complained about it but they're like nope this is good actually gonna have to bleep that yeah, yeah i know yeah i know <laughs> If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
1: shall we get into a little bit of uh, like mailbag uh, review
0: reading stuff? A little bit of mailbag review readings.
1: Um, we have no new five-star reviews, uh, so if you want to leave one, I'll we'll read it. We'll give you Thanks. a shout out. <laughs> So if you want to hear us say something very stupid, uh, you can write it out for us, and we have
0: to read it. Write a review that says the trumpet, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll read it. <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> Zadarans. See, they don't even know about the
1: the jazz of it all yet. I believe we have a we have a big uh, season three, season three and four jazz runner. Real uh real uh la la land um uh, conversations about jazz going on. <laughs> snacks are
2: have arrived. <laughs>
1: Michael, if you want to say hi.
2: Hi everyone. <laughs> 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 hey, guys. Bye Michael! Bye hi, Michael.
1: <laughs> Michael brought me snacks. <laughs> um Jill, do you have some emails you would like to yeah, read?
2: Because I was allowed into the Gmail today. Woo! which is exciting. We have (laughs) two emails. So we have an email from Anissa called Jill's Aloud. Yay! Yay! Thank you! (laughs) Uh, I have nothing groundbreaking to say, except that I just dearly love this pod and you three, but it's... Oh! (laughs) (laughs) But especially Jill in the rankings?
0: (laughs) What? Yay! Taste why? <laughs> after like this past week's rankings, where we all went insane and my microphone fell. How could they not love your rankings because they're just
2: chaotic.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's why they love them.
2: <laughs> also, thanks for reading my other silly emails before. I never realized just how much I needed a TBD podcast to scream with in the car or while I or while baking. Mm-hmm.
0: I made Christmas
2: cookies yesterday while listening to the most. Recent three-hour episode. <laughs> I'm assuming there will be more, and it was oh, a yeah. <laughs> afternoon. <sighs> yeah, I feel like season four is going to have consistently... Very long, long episodes. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, since you seem to be so far ahead, I'm just going to ask this now. Would you consider a live taping on Zoom, probably, of the series finale? I would pay money for this. I don't care if it's ten hours long. I am there. <laughs> <laughs> i mean if
0: you want a, a true empire diaries recording it might be 10 hours long <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um we can talk about doing
1: something live maybe later in the future Where uh, honestly like I- i'd have to figure out how to use any kind of technology to make that happen <laughs> and that that's a tough hurdle for me but i will do it for you guys <laughs> if it's what you want <laughs>
2: She's, Would it have to, to be live, it. or could we just record us watching it and then post that? I sw- I'm pretty sure we could do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Because do it want- out
0: Just in case we do say our usual, um, not for people to listen to yeah. things. We got to cut that shit out. <laughs> Some things are better
1: left unsaid. <laughs> um, but is that, is that the is that the end of the email? That's the end of
2: the email. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I'm so glad you like my rankings. <laughs> that was shocking to read. <laughs> Everyone loves your rankings, Jill G's. Oh. The rankings are great. <laughs> That's so nice. Mm-hmm. You deserve it. Email number two. Woo. Sadie and Jill. Ingvild, I, uh, I-, I want to say this correctly, so please follow up. <laughs> if I pronounce any names wrong, please follow up and let me know so... In the future, we can say it correctly. Um, this email is called "Just Some Love."
0: I mean, the first sentence is—it's uh, uh, a classic bit, which is something Jill won't understand. The first sentence in the email, I love it. It is. Yeah, the first sentence in the email—you Re- can read it, Jill, because you're not going to understand it.
2: Watching my favorite duo, friends can kiss and fuck. No, please. In my dreams, they do. <laughs> Meeting yeah. my favorite villain, creating my favorite trio. When I think about how long I'll have to wait before hearing you talk, scream, sing, about (laughs) season six, I want to cry. Mm -hmm. Is that all just something I don't understand?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: (laughs) That's what's coming for you, girl. Okay.
2: I can't wait to scream, sing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm assuming we're going to scream and sing. A lot so, in season six. So much <laughs> Pearl Jam.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <dear> me. <laughs> that was Yellow lead better,
2: everyone. And then the email continues. Uh, <laughs> then I listened to you say goddesses seven goddesses. times in a row, and I love you so much. I'm happy again. Oh, my God. Another... <laughs> <laughs> and Jill, I love you most of all. Oh. <laughs> thank you. This is I am unwell. What? Some jositive feedback. Josh <laughs> so why I wanted you to
0: read both of these emails.
2: Oh my God. Wow. Thank you. Uh thank you for um, Wow, I'm like stuttering now. Um <laughs> Thank you all for making 2020 a tiny bit easier. Lots of love, Ingvild, Viking name as opposed to our favorite Viking family. Aww. Aww. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Jill. You're so loved. It's shocking to me. <laughs> it's what you deserve. Shocking. Wow. Uh-oh. Thank you, oh, Jill. I I'm not used to any attention. <laughs>
0: And then you started this podcast and now everyone loves you.
2: Mm-hmm. But I don't even talk. Uh, I guess I talk more now. I got mm-hmm. more comfortable. But Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> wow.
1: I love that you talk more now. It's so much fun.
0: A, <laughs> when you say things, it's pretty amazing. Everything that comes out
2: of my mouth is just
0: stupid. <laughs> Same.
2: <laughs> As opposed to all the stuff me and Latoya say
1: that's very smart.
2: But it sounds intellectual. I can't make <laughs> it sound intellectual. <laughs> I'm like, you can count on one hand the
1: number of intellectual
0: things I've said on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, uh, speaking of intellectuals, uh, how mean are you to Meredith Fell in this episode? Um, I am a little mean to Meredith Fell in this episode.
1: Um, You clown on me for it. And I'm like, I'm just saying... It doesn't seem like she's that good of a doctor, (laughs) which I will say is fair. Like, she's constantly, like, using – she uses vampire blood so many times in only, like, this episode and, like, admits (laughs) to doing it all the time. I'm like, but what about, like, doing actual medicine? (laughs) But – um that said i love her and she's never done anything wrong in her life and using vampire blood as a doctor is honestly cool and you probably <laughs> like should do it like honestly if all like doctors had like a miracle drug they could use that saved every patient i'd be like yeah fucking use it <laughs> so in conclusion fuck me <laughs> <laughs>
0: That girl's dumb. I don't know her. <laughs> uh, anything else we do that's egregious in this episode that we should apologize for? Mm. You would know, Morgan.
1: No regrets. No apologies. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything specific, but no. I think I think we're a delightful bunch in, in this episode. <laughs> just we're just our you know our our lovely selves. We're we're having fun. Okay.
0: Yeah. Great. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Cool. Is that it? (laughs) Yeah. I think that's. Oh. um,
1: Uh. The survey. There'll be a survey link in show notes. If you haven't taken our survey about um how you want us to cover the originals and or if you're interested in us having a Patreon. Please fill it out. It's helpful to collect uh, data like that for us for moving forward and making the podcast better for you. Yeah, we're collecting data, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Ben Affleck and The Accountant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mm. God. <laughs> <laughs> Jill's laughing because she's like, oh, my God. That's, she's been trying to figure out who I remind her of the entire time <laughs> she's known me. And now she realizes it's yes. Ben Affleck and The Accountant. <laughs> that is exactly it you I'm nailed so it.
0: Out of it I'm like we're like something black mirror is all I can do because I'm just <laughs> broken right now I don't think I, I should have coffee because I'm just not I, it's not going to help I like don't I think it's going to be a good
2: combination it is 5 o'clock it's time for nap number 2
0: hell yeah <laughs> I just drink some cold water and try to wake up <laughs> and with that enjoy the podcast enjoy
2: enjoy <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. I'm one of your hosts, LaToya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Lutich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today we are uh, talking about episodes 11 and 12 of season three of The Vampire Diaries, Our Town and the Ties That Bind. Now, for those
1: of you who aren't watching along with us, Our Town, our summary is that it's Caroline's birthday. Tyler's ordered to give her a chomp, but her friends have other plans. A funeral. Meanwhile, things come to a head at the Wickery Bridge fundraiser with Klaus and the Salvatore
0: boys. Um, Morgan, I hope you know I'm going to have to make you like do all of these now and post. like, mean, it's not going to be enough for me to just do them in pose. I'm going to need you to with that enthusiasm.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to give you full, like, CW promo voice and to let you know about the times. <laughs> Bonnie, Bonnie seeks her estranged mother's help with the spelled-shut casket, while Damo investigates Rick's new gal, Meredith Fell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thursday night on the CW. TV to talk about. <laughs> TV to talk about.
2: Talk <laughs> about. Talk about. about, about.
0: Yeah, we got some episodes. We, we got uh, more Meredith Fell, as Morgan mentioned, and we got the, the introduction of TV's Persia White as Abby, Ronnie's mother. Mm-hmm. Jill, what'd you feel? <laughs>
2: uh, I thought they were good. I, I liked the Caroline's birthday episode more than the Ties That Bind, but mm-hmm. I feel like they both had strong elements to keep me interested. <laughs>
1: Yeah, these are these are some fun ones. I consider them kind of like middly piece moving again, but there there's fun stuff to be had here.
0: Yeah, uh watching them now I was like, yeah, these are kind of middly and then I'm like, oh no, is season 3 a lot of middly episodes? Um, which like I don't want to worry about it, but like I was I don't know if I was as amped. I do remember watching vaguely uh, mm. these episodes uh, specifically ties that bind because finally we meet bonnie's mother like on the the witch side because her dad's the you know the boring normal side yeah. so played by tv's persia white of course best known for girlfriends and we mentioned this earlier Joe but obviously the character i've been introduced but persia white uh, she met joseph morgan on the side of the show and they are now married
2: <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah oh that's who that is oh how fun yeah, I, is this a
1: spoiler to ask if they share the screen at any point? Because I can't remember. I don't
0: think they do actually. Oh well, cool. Mm. I do think that uh, like Joseph would like watch some of the cat scenes because again, he is a a Clon-y shipper, so maybe that's how <laughs> he and Persia met.
1: Mm. But I was just going to ask you, like, how did you feel about? this fleshing out of Bonnie's backstory at the time.
0: I mean, I always approve of uh, fleshing out of Bonnie's backstory. Why can't anyone have a a, a good parent? I would always ask. It's like, geez, Bonnie's mom abandoned her. She hasn't seen her in over 15 years. I was like, Jesus Christ. And I think watching it now, at least, I was less harsh on Abby than I was originally. Mm -hmm. I feel like she came originally... She came off like very unforgivable to me. And yeah. even like now, I, th- I think even the stuff where she's like, you know, Jamie is my family and I'm sorry. Like, I know that you don't understand that. Like, I, I think I got like very upset about that originally. But even here, I was like, OK, I can understand this.
1: Yeah, it's it's a little tough. Like, I, I felt similarly like it sucks to have so many of them have <laughs> these like shitty absent parents that don't seem to understand them. With Caroline and her dad, like we're coming on the heels of that introduction. Elena now with no parents and no guardians except for Rick, who's like very much like an Ursatz guardian. Caroline only with her mom. Matt with no one. Tyler with a mom who seems to have very little control over anything that happens to him. <laughs> like, a lot of the times, Tyler and Carol are might as well be roommates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor woman, she tries. She tries. I think she does, yes. But she doesn't often succeed. I think mostly because she's busy, like, still being interim mayor. Yeah. Like, get a mayor, guys. Not that Carol's not doing a good job. Just, like, become the official mayor or get a new mayor. But yeah, to do this with Bonnie after like keeping us in the dark without having met either of her parents for so long, it just sucks, especially once the answer is just like, I didn't want to be a witch and by staying away from you, I could avoid magic.
0: hmm. I mean, like, yeah, it's a The board getting dragged in. as Because as we know, Bonnie's always dragged in to all of this stuff.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, wouldn't she worry about that for Bonnie? Like, it just it does suck. But I, I will agree with you that in the grand scheme of things, she's a
0: pretty standard Mystic Falls parent in some ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys ready to, to talk and in death about these episodes? Hell yeah. We're doing Do it. it. Uh, and I was just going to note uh, for everyone following along with us. Yes, uh, Jill did rewatch the Damon and Elena kiss before she watched this episode.
2: (laughs) Oh my God, you guys, I did. And she like didn't even back away. She just put her hand up on his hand and... (laughs) I lost my mind again.
1: <laughs> Hell yes! Did, yeah, did you catch anything uh, else myself. new?
2: <laughs> um, considering I was so happy, I blacked out. It felt new again.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, guys. Jill has a, a more shipping opinions in this episode. Oh, oh. Good god, you guys! We <laughs> arrived
1: oh no. at a point I am doomed, <laughs> and I knew it. We all knew, but uh, now we're here. We knew, I didn't (laughs) want to admit it,
0: but it happened and goddamn it. And it's time to have some fights. Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Oh no. (laughs) So we
1: open our town, the naked and famous song uh, Punching in a Dream is playing. I am
0: vibing.
1: (laughs) You were. And David is like taking a happy shower.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes he is. Not a sexy shower, a happy shower.
1: I have a demo walking on sunshine written in my notes. He's glowing. He's so happy about the kiss and it's very cute. Then we cut immediately from happy day mode to Elena punching and kicking a punching bag. I briefly have to speak about her technique. It's not ideal. When you hit stuff, you want all your energy and momentum to go forward into the thing that you're hitting. You don't want to do like weird little jumps up because, you know, that wastes stuff you could be smacking at your opponent.
0: So Elena, watch your form. Uh, Karate Morgan is on the podcast. She insulted Morgan's like Elena's form sucks. I'm like, it's really just like Nina's form. I'm believing in theory we're supposed to believe Elena has gotten better at this. It reminds me of once more with feeling uh, when Giles is singing standing in the way, and you see <sighs> Buffy in slow motion, and Service Geller's punches to the bag are so shitty. <laughs> and you're like, oh no. You're like, buddy, <laughs> so especially like it's season
1: six, Sarah. <laughs> exactly. Learn to throw a good punch. <laughs> but I love her anyway. And uh, Alaric is like, yo do you need to talk about something? Because you look pretty pissed. And she's like, no, nothing to talk about. Uh, This is the beginning of Elena being in aggressive denial all of this episode. Yeah. (laughs) How did you guys feel about that as like a choice and a direction for her? Does that seem pretty fair after what
0: happened? I think so. but I I, I see the floor to Jill because obviously she has a lot of opinions.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tend to have a lot of opinions, but I do think that this was fine for her. I feel like it made sense.
1: Yeah, right? Like, if she wants to take some time to process,
2: she should. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: process, get through some sexual frustration. (laughs) Of course. Then uh, Stefan and Damon meet up and uh, Stefan has noted Damon's very chipper mood. And he's like, you know, we're supposed to be trying to kill Klaus right now, right? And Damon's like, yeah, fine. I'm in no way walking on sunshine. (laughs) And the boys remain reluctant allies, which is kind of fun. This is kind of the beginning of our, like, these two episodes feel very much like they're about stefan and damon fully like switching roles so it's like this weird like redux of season one with stefan as the like volatile brother that makes trouble for everyone and damon as the peacemaker mm. joe what do you think of volatile
2: stefan i fucking love volatile stefan <laughs> <laughs> he's the best <laughs> yeah he's uh, hot yeah <laughs>
0: It's basically kind of, in a way, giving us a taste like, what if, you know, Paul played Damon and Mr. Ian played Stefan? That's Mm -hmm. kind of what we're getting to play with here with these role reversals.
1: Yeah. And I actually also like, I really like nice, uh, in charge of things Damon. (laughs) He's
0: cute and I like him. Like as in charge as he can be. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He's trying to be in charge. He's yeah. writing checks. He's uh, checking on girls for his his best friend. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's trying his best. <laughs>
1: I like it. I think it's a nice look on him. So Elaine and Alaric had this little conversation about... Not being able to sleep at night, which Elena, wow. <laughs> and Alaric also not being able to sleep because he's worried about the ring. He feels like it's running low on batteries. <laughs> (laughs) Yikes. Maybe write that down in your vampire diary. Elena says, yeah, that's just another reason why Jeremy has to get out of town. If those rings have a shelf life, that means that neither of you are protected, which is bad. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And then uh, they touch on Damon and his compulsion working on Jeremy. And then Elena's ears perk up. And she's like, have you talked to Damon? (laughs) Very subtle, honey. And Laura's (laughs) like, no, why? And Elena
0: goes, no reason. She (laughs) assumes that Damon would brag to to Rick about kissing her, although and I feel like Damon would, but remember, Rick told uh, Damon to take a beat when it comes to Elena. Can we talk about what that scene would have looked like if Damon had been like, "What's
1: up? I kiss the eighteen-year-old girl you're the dad of right now." <laughs> <laughs> Rick would have punched him, correct? Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. I would have loved to have seen that. It would have been great, but it's probably for the best. <laughs> so then we go to we go to Old Witch House. Bonnie is having trouble opening the spelled shut coffin still. Stefan and Damon come in, uh, and we reestablish that we're keeping the coffins a secret from Elena, which Stefan is really, really adamant about. Um and he says like the fewer people that know the better. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Stefan hears something and it turns out there is a hybrid lurking around trying to figure out what they're doing and Damon rips his heart out and that is our first hybrid death of the episode. They're so (laughs) fucking flimsy. God damn. It's definitely a disappointment of this season Mm -hmm. that the hybrids are built up so much and then we just like kill a bunch of like very as you described them last episode like red shirty
0: hybrids. Yeah, they're as like physically fragile as Klaus is emotionally fragile. <laughs> that is saying something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, what's the physical equivalent of constantly throwing tantrums and breaking bottles? <laughs> They get it from their dad. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go to Mystic Falls High and Elena and uh, Bonnie are decorating Caroline's locker for her birthday. I melt.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also, Bonnie's of course late because she was just dealing with, you know, Damon killing a hybrid, but obviously she can't tell Elena why she's late.
1: Yes. And Elena seems like she's about to open up about something and you wonder if it's going to be the kiss, but actually it is about Jeremy leaving town. This scene is a bummer. Bonnie's like, wait, he wouldn't just leave you and elena explains that it's because she got david to compel him uh she says you know it's not safe for him anymore leaving will make things better but i'm telling you because i know you guys haven't worked out your stuff and i want to give you
0: a chance to say goodbye bonnie is less than pleased What do you guys think? I mean, obviously, everyone listening knows how we feel about Jeremy at this point in the show and the Jeremy-Bonnie relationship. (laughs) But Bonnie has a point about Elena taking away Jeremy's free will, especially since Jeremy like reached peak Jeremy, killing (laughs) hybrids with meat cleavers. So... (laughs)
2: But it also did seem like he was down for it because he didn't argue.
0: But it was more like for everything at that point, he was just so resigned, which is, again, another reason why Jeremy Gilbert needs intense therapy. He just he'd given up in general with everything. I honestly
1: think it's one of those things where Bonnie and Elena are both a little right and there is no right answer. It's either like allow Jeremy to have his free will, which is I know technically the right answer and let him... Stay in Mystic Falls and be at risk Or do you decide to let Someone retain some of their Innocence especially if they're like He's the only one of them who's still really Like a kid Mm -hmm. Yeah it's tough I think the show does a good job at trying to make us really sympathetic to both of them and Bonnie of course handles it so aggressively maturely when things come to a head it's like she states it so kindly and uh, doesn't force the issue at all she's
0: just like it's great if you don't like Bonnie I'm gonna fight you (laughs) kind of like Elena Bonnie handles a lot of things very maturely and the fact that Bonnie doesn't blow up like all the time uh, Mm -hmm. because then uh, of course Fandom would label her an angry black girl Amazing,
1: uh, uh, no, these are great Bonnie episodes. Bonnie is good, so then we go back to Old Witch House and we do some coffin math with Stefan and Damon. Took a coffin math, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Okay, Klaus has six siblings, Rebecca's with Klaus. There was one dead kid in the old world, one dead kid in the new world, which leaves Elijah and two others, three sleeping
0: originals, four coffins. So, who's in the locked box? Question, did Elena recount the story to Damon or did like a drunk Rebecca like tell the story to Damon and he's like, I guess I'll listen here in front of my fireplace? Still sobbing for some reason. I hope it's that. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's when he came back after she was left sobbing by Elena.
1: God, oh, Rebecca, Rebecca's life is so sad, you guys.
0: Yeah. Oh. Uh, baby girl. Elijah needs to undrag her immediately. Mm-hmm. Jill, do
1: you have any guesses about who's in the locked box?
2: I have been thinking on it and thinking on it, and I have no guesses. Has it even been implied or like hinted at?
0: I think so, but that's because I've seen it and knows what happened. So I, like, I can just take every action as an implication. It is guessable is what I'll say. Yes. Yeah, you have the information you
1: need.
2: Oh, well, then I am dumb and I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Jill, you're not dumb. You are not dumb. I can call me dumb.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's Jill's free will to call herself dumb. You're right, and I I would
2: never compel you to not call yourself dumb. No one else can agree with me that I am dumb, but I can (laughs) say I am dumb.
1: (laughs) Okay, now that we have those rules in place. Stefan and Damon have a conversation about my favorite thing, leverage. (laughs) They talk about how they want to get the hybrids out of here and how to do it and how to, you know, intimidate Klaus into giving them everything that they want. And Damon and Stefan seem to disagree quite a bit. Uh, Stefan says, here's what we'll do. He does what I say or I dump his family to the bottom of the ocean. David's like, that's a bad idea. That is so deeply reckless. Klaus will (laughs) murder you, me and everybody.
0: And Stefan's like, we don't know that. I gotta call his bluff. Also, (laughs) imagine Damon saying, that's so reckless in the first two seasons. This is such a Demo move to make.
1: My God. It truly is. Like, which is why I think this time around, I've been enjoying Demo-Klaus scenes a lot more because they are so similar. They're both so aggressively reckless and it has alienated them from almost everyone they've ever met. Yeah, that's why they're (laughs) our favorite
0: little piss babies.
1: Yeah, and they still, like, refuse to acknowledge that they're anything alike, and it's
0: hilarious. Yep, but also, while Damon is obviously, you know, quote-unquote the good brother right now, let's not forget that the scene begins with him doing the most demo thing ever, which is trying to open up the magical coffin with a shovel. The brute force idiot. (laughs) By, like, slamming into it. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, magic won't work. Obviously, a shovel will.
1: Again, just, like, the dumbest dumb boy energy. Like, very much like the boy in uh, high school who, like, couldn't resist climbing on stuff. Like, that (laughs) is always Deimos vibe. you know like the guy who had to like jump to hit the top of the doorway like every time he passed that is who damon is wow
0: that is real and i uh...
1: love it that person gets to be a vampire (laughs) (laughs) we shouldn't give that person this much power And yet we have. So then we're back at Mystic Falls High, and we do a Bonnie-Jeremy scene, and Bonnie is kind of, like, feeling Jeremy out, and being, like, she's clearly very, like, disturbed by the compulsion, but Mm -hmm. she is really, really nice, and Leah's like, I wanted to say goodbye, and Jeremy was like, oh, well, I wasn't sure if you cared, (laughs) which is kind of crazy, and she's like, of course I care. I was hurt by what you did, but, like, I don't want you to leave. She dumped him because he cheated on her, but obviously she still cares about the idiot it's it's really really fucked but like she says that and jeremy's like well i think this could be a good thing until all the cloud stuff blows over i think i could have a better life there and bonnie's <laughs> like that is what elena said that is exactly what she said and we kind of play this tension that she might tell jeremy mm-hmm. that he's his brain's been fucked with but uh, she doesn't do it here and we leave and we wonder if bonnie's about to do something worrisome jill having not seen this episode did you wonder if she was gonna tell him or did you think she wouldn't
2: um this is such a dumb answer and i keep having this answer but i had like no thoughts no thoughts head empty that's a lot yeah i, d- I didn't care either way if she told him or didn't
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean if she tells him that he's not leaving for denver so <laughs> maybe you care a little bit.
2: That's true. That's true. But I mean, either way, it would have been interesting to see how it played out. So I was like, oh, I'll take whichever they give. <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel like in theory, yeah, that, that question is there, but we already know that uh, both Elena and Bonnie prioritize each other over Jeremy. Um, so oh, yes. like in the end, she wouldn't.
1: Yeah, it's it's I, I know it's it's something they play with, but like, I think you believe in Bonnie to like trust uh, Elena to know what's best for her brother, which I think is really nice. So we move on and uh, we move on into our Caroline story, which I would just like to briefly say at the top, nothing gets me like a sad birthday i am truly (laughs) the hugest sucker for like it's their birthday and it's not a great day storylines anytime it happens i'm like that they would dare ruin your birthday the most important (laughs) of all days i'm a i'm a big birthday bitch i uh make too big a deal out of my birthday hopefully not in an
0: annoying way maybe a little bit annoying but uh, I love Carolyn. Maybe I should have someone follow me around uh, with a camera on my birthday so you can just watch that sadness porn uh, and you can like get off on it, Morgan.
1: No. <laughs> you get ready. <laughs> Next birthday is going to be huge. <laughs> So it's Caroline's birthday, it's her 18th birthday, and she is sad. She uh, parks her car in front of school, gets out, and has a little conversation
0: with Tyler. My boy. Who's not when in the chat? Morgan. <laughs> birthday girl. Jill, he's so hot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Priorities. Um, am I lying, though? No.
0: You're not lying, you're telling the truth. But, like, we were experiencing sad Caroline birthday girl, and as soon as Tyler is, like, in view, you're like... That's what the focus is. Yeah, for me,
2: yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very much he so. He is
2: so hot.
1: <laughs> he is looking very nice.
2: <laughs> it's distracting. He has a nice
1: face. Yeah. But here's what his nice face says. <laughs> He's like, I know you're upset. And Caroline's like, upset? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you almost got Jeremy killed. What's the plan with your sire bond? Like, that's what you should be talking to me about if you want to talk to me about anything. And he's like, oh, yeah, no can do,sville baby doll. Like, I can't <laughs> do anything. Just want you to know that I'm sorry. Which, in my opinion, is bullshit.
2: <laughs> That's my dumb boy.
1: <laughs> he gives her a present, which I am also a sucker for. When someone gives someone a present, even though they've broken up, that makes me very uh, always emotional. And it is a charm bracelet that has a C and an F and a football helmet and a cheerleader's megaphone, among other charms, according to the thing that I'm reading. And she looks yeah. down at it and is sad. <laughs>
0: Aww. He does apologize to her also before he gives, gives her the charm bracelet. Which
1: is is very nice and caroline does say that she is sorry too like it just seems like they've kind of reached this like stalemate jill how do you feel about this as the tyler
2: tyler caroline girl as i said in the chat hybrid may have dropped but he still has my heart <laughs> i i did bring this up later too in either this episode or the next one but it it just seems like kind of a bummer that Caroline and Tyler only had their moments for, like, two episodes. <laughs> and then Klaus, like, immediately ruined it. Like, I would have liked to live there for a little bit before we got to this.
0: But, you my question is, why do you seem to think, like, that's, like, the end of them being happy ever
2: again? It's not, but that's, like, a version of them that we're not going to get again. Yeah. And we didn't have it for long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most relationships in the show
1: tend to move at that pace. That's... Fair. For better, of course. Yeah. Like the Elena and whichever brother relationships tend to have the most
0: room to breathe, but everyone else's kind of moves super quick. Yeah. That's because, you know, they're one, two, and three on the call sheet. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, if you can get us that call sheet. <laughs> like, yeah, we know the numbers now, but now we just want to see it. Mm -hmm. yes we need to know where the, the rest of the cast falls i would appreciate it
1: so we go to klaus's mansion next we're uh wheeling rebecca's coffin away and then stefan shows up and he and klaus have like a little showdown. Uh, Stefan's like, I don't want your hybrid friends like everywhere. They have fleas. Like, oh no, they're <laughs> like fleas. Whatever. I feel like you make a dog joke here. But Klaus is like, I like having them around. And he says like, I'm hurt. I hope that when I freed you, we'd pick up where we left off. But here you are guzzling vervain like the rest of them. So much for Friendship. Jesus, Klaus. Stefan then replies with, friends don't strip friends of their free will, which I think is the
0: ultimate, uh, the ultimate line of this scene. <laughs> it is the ultimate line of the scene. I mean, possibly the episode, in theory. You say, you know, sisters don't strip brothers of their free will also is an argument. But yeah. here's the counterpoint. Klaus and Stefan
1: as friends was cool. <laughs> the counterpoint Klaus made is, yeah, maybe that was a little much. I get moody. <laughs> <laughs> oh klaus jill did you die <laughs> uh yeah very much so i loved that scene <laughs> It's really fun. Like Latoya said, these two have like really great chemistry. So even when they're uh, not on the same page, they are just fun to watch talk. Yeah, absolutely. Always a joy. (laughs) (laughs) So Klaus talks a big talk about how he's going to kill people. Stefan's like, get your hybrids out or I'll remove them myself, which he has already killed one. He threatens to drop Elijah in the Arctic, which I don't like one bit. And Klaus says, well, I'd be willing to lose one brother if it meant killing yours. I don't know. I don't know
0: if Elijah's the brother he wanted to kill, though. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying. Yep.
1: (laughs) So that's basically where they leave things, and we go to Caroline's house, and Matt, Bonnie, and Elena jump out and surprise Caroline, and they're,
0: like, all wearing hats, and they're dorks, and it's really cute. It is cute, but this is not the town to, like, surprise people with a like, just popping out from places. This is how you get your neck snapped. (laughs) It's really cute, though. (laughs) It's very cute.
1: I like it, couldn't handle it. They're all wearing hats except for Elena, who was like wearing the birthday girl's tiara. And I was like, Elena, rude. But she does take it off and give it to Caroline, <laughs> which I'm like, does Elena refuse to wear hats? Who does she think she is? <laughs> it's Caroline's birthday. They have cake, they have tequila. They're planning to go down to the falls and make s'mores. This sounds ideal to me. This sounds very cute. That sounds yes. like a great
2: birthday. Right?
0: Apparently that's what they always do. They have a tradition because they're all really good friends. And yet we only got like Matt Bonnie interacting for the first time like, this season. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess in the, like, the first season they interacted because he was all like, uh, Elena dumped me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, don't forget that. It's almost like the Bechdel test of the Vampire Diaries is if two, char- two characters can have a valid relationship if they talk about something they it isn't Elena or Magic.
0: <laughs> so uh, what does that say for the best friends, Morgan? If they talk about their
1: own personal stuff and like they bond over it, then they're real friends. Oh, the best friends. Yes, the best friends. <laughs> the best friends, of course. I'm so sorry for not picking up on what that meant immediately. What do they talk about? They've talked about watches. No, they've talked about the
0: rules to the sire bond. That's personal stuff. <laughs> they kind of talked about it. Yeah. It was more like a way to ask questions and then Tyler said it, but he was basically saying to Caroline, but we counted it because she was in the scene too. Yep. So I'm going to say they remain best friends. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, yeah, they talked about him being sorry for uh, Stephen Amell coming to kill her. <laughs> Look, this is the classic stuff we talk about with buddies, so I don't know why anyone would say
1: anything less. I mean, yeah. This scene is a real bummer, because Caroline, Bonnie says that she's claimed her birthday as everyone's favorite day of the year, but she doesn't want to celebrate it. She says, it's just a reminder that I'm technically dead. She says, I didn't even like 17, and the only point of being 17 is to get to 18. It's a filler year. I'm stuck (laughs) in a filler year. My queen. My angel.
0: (laughs) It could be worse. She could be 19 the real filler yeah absolutely the most filler of all years honestly
1: (laughs) so elena says she has another idea but we don't get to see what it is just yet because we cut to klaus's mansion loving this set oh i forgot
0: to mention that Stefan fully beheaded someone in the last oh yeah he killed mindy (laughs) i kept having having to look up the name mindy (laughs) the one she's no greta i'm sorry (laughs) but but yeah he killed mindy again they're red shirts Mm -hmm. I don't know how the new one after the blonde one, he keeps lasting (laughs) after this episode. He is like, his name is Daniel. (laughs) Yes. That is also the actor's name. He's uh, one of the Atlanta actors. It's like, yeah, when you're using the Atlanta actors for the hybrids, that means you're not really investing in casting people for hybrids. (laughs) At the yeah. moment,
1: yeah, Tyler's kind of the only hybrid that matters.
0: Yeah, we've already so we've already established obviously that Klaus will still exist in the next season because we have to set up for the, the spinoff. Obviously, so I will say they get to actually casting people who are recognizable and not just Atlanta actors next season for hybrids.
1: <laughs> yes. So Daniel asks Klaus uh, what he's supposed to do with Mindy's head, which he has in a bag. And I was like, <laughs> Where, "What the
0: fuck do you think he wants you? It's a head." Like what? What'd you do with the rest of the body? Get rid of it. What does he think? Has he never... What do you do with dead bodies,
1: Daniel? Maybe he, like, because of the sire bond, like, craves instructions.
0: I mean, this seems like that way, but come on.
1: So Tyler walks in and Klaus cuts to the chase. He's like, look, uh, Stefan made me really mad. And so now I have to get back at him. Bite your girlfriend. Uh, boys. Yeah. And Tyler's <laughs> like, but that would kill her. And Klaus yes, Tyler. is like, yeah. <laughs> Those are the rules, Tyler. Yeah. So Tyler's pissed. He says he's not doing it. And uh, Klaus is like, all right, I'm disappointed. But, you know, free will and all, you can go. Uh, Prank
2: Sinatra. (laughs) Seems a little too easy, in my opinion. Uh, Jill, where were you at here? I was not happy uh, (laughs) because I figured it was going to happen whether uh, Klaus let him go or not. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we go to founders hall
0: and we have uh damon and alaric going to a council meeting yeah i, I like the way this is set up because they're just walking just like where are you guys walking to it's like oh they're walking to founders hall which apparently is in the show more than i thought it was
1: <laughs> it looks a lot like the lockwood residence i think so sometimes yeah. it can be easy to just think it's one when it's the other yeah but yeah so they go there uh they're kind of discussing the whole step in klaus power struggle and whether or not it seems like stefan's humanity is on and damon explains that it doesn't seem like it's on or off it seems like there's another option to play like a dimmer switch (laughs) like beige angel in season two of angel i would say oh i did not like beige angel At least from my memories of it. I haven't watched Angel in a really long time. I mean, it's a good story, but you know, he was a little <laughs> dick. He fired them. He was mean. And you know how I feel about meanies. You're not a fan of meanies. <laughs> yeah. Can't relate.
0: What?
1: <laughs> Chill. Uh, so Damon's like, yeah, what's bad about the, the dimmer switch concept is that I have no idea how far he's willing to go. And that is a big old variable and a big old problem. <laughs> yep. And Alaric's like, wow, so suddenly you care who lives or dies? And David just smiles at him and says, I have a small
0: list. It's uh, it's Rick and Elena. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> and like, it, there's like a
0: tertiary list that's like, if possible, it will piss Rick and Elena off if I don't save the following people. It's like, I guess I have to save Bonnie, but I don't want to. And it'll piss off Liz. Yeah, Liz is on the list too. It'll piss uh-huh. off Liz if I let Caroline die. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that. Jeremy, it's fine. <laughs>
1: like, Jeremy, I kind of have one
0: strike in that department (laughs) But Jeremy, it's like, if I let him die Elena will forgive me She forgave me for snapping his neck
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he has carte blanche there (laughs) It's like he has double jeopardy there What about Matt? I actually have no idea. Let's come and find out. <laughs> Matt, no. I well, Do I have things to say about Matt? Uh, so <laughs> they walk into the meeting hall and Alaric's looking around. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Can't a council meeting ever just be a council meeting?
0: I mean, if it was, there wouldn't be the free alcohol, Rick. So stop complaining.
1: <laughs> yeah, as if you don't love that part. <laughs> so we then catch up with the teens who are going into the fell crypt. <laughs> For Caroline's birthday, because they have decided she doesn't need a birthday,
0: she needs a funeral. I guess uh, the Forbes don't have a crypt, but the Fells do, because they own this town. Mm -hmm.
1: So they say, Caroline, you need to say goodbye to your old life so you can move on with your new one. And they all together give Caroline a eulogy. This scene
0: is so cute, guys. (laughs) It's cute in a a very morbid way.
2: Yeah, Yeah, out of context... Or just like talking about it. It sounds so dark, which I guess it is, but it's super cute.
1: (laughs) I love the teens. I love the teens sneaking around a graveyard and having fun and making cake. Bonnie even like lights the candles with her magic. It's so great. Caroline makes a wish. You saying making cakes. It seems like they, they made the cake in the, the fell crypt. You're right. They did not make a cake there, although I would watch them all do a cooking show. They put all the candles in the cake. And Elena says she was 17 and she had a really good life. So rest in peace so that she can move forward. Aw. It's nice.
2: I love it. I whenever I have to move on from something, can we get me a funeral? <laughs> Jesus. Not like Jill. a real funeral. <laughs> the I'll next time I see you. Party, but
0: I won't like it.
2: I'm taking you to a crypt
0: <laughs> god are, are crypts as easy to break into as television makes it seem <laughs> probably not
2: <laughs> uh no i don't think so but the only ones i am familiar with are in scotland <laughs> yeah. oh such spooky
0: places there i went on a lot i went on multiple ghost tours the only time yeah. i went
2: wow um, so fun
0: i've just never been reminded even more that i'm on a podcast with two white people so sorry yeah. <laughs>
2: I apologize. To every
0: non white person listening, don't worry. I do not want to go to a cemetery or any crypt. I don't want to disturb, disturb any spirits. That's these two, okay? Just so you know. <laughs> um anyways
1: <laughs> <laughs> so our next scene is at the founders event uh, and we re-up that uh this is a event about raising money for redoing and fixing the wickery bridge mm-hmm. which is where elena's parents
0: died yay uh, and Damon notes that uh, obviously to remind people who didn't know who are watching this mm. and uh just to be like talking about elena obviously Mm-hmm.
1: And Alaric's like, speaking of Elena, do you know what's up with her? And Damon's like, me, huh? Not
0: sure. Bye. I can't get, get more <laughs> alcohol and write a check. Uh, you were surprised by Damon being uh, loaded, but like, I feel like uh, compulsion can only get you so far. You got to have some money. I
1: know he is rich, but I do have the question of like, where does any of this money come from?
0: People he killed?
2: I guess. Jeez. Could he like compel Jeff Bezos and be like, give me a few million a month?
0: He could, kind of and also generational wealth.
1: Uh, Morgan heard of it. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. Yeah. I, I guess he is just like living off an endless trust, and and I assume investing well. <laughs> oh God, I want to see
0: uh, what Demo invested.
1: <laughs> Demo oh reading the paper, checking the stocks. <laughs> <laughs> So then Alaric is a little run in with Dr. Meredith Fell. Uh, she teases him for being a miracle patient and he jokes about having nine lives and they are flirting, flirting, flirting. Yeah, and it's the next scene with them
0: where you call her boring and I'm just like, whoa.
1: I'm so sorry. I, this This character is just not doing much for me. Like, especially like Alaric was just with Jenna, like Jenna ruled and she felt vital to the show. And this feels like kind of a like weird consolation prize. Like, well, we got to create someone for Alaric to date. And she kind of feels like she just exists so that he has someone to date. And that doesn't feel fun to me
0: I I know the issue it's like it's an issue with a lot of Tori DeVito characters if like if she's playing like the straight woman and just like a normal character instead of like one who's at least slightly unhinged Mm -hmm. it's just like so then she's just kind of just like a basic attractive woman because she's like she's very attractive but like mm-hmm. that's not doing anything because like so obviously they're introducing is she possibly crazy you know mm-hmm. in this and like if you get that reveal that she is then that would probably be the, an interesting version of Meredith Fell for sure. Yeah. But right now we're just seeing she's normal and you know everything. I was uh watching some Pretty Little Liars before this and um, <laughs> it was a homecoming episode where her character uh Melissa is just there um, as like a chaperone type thing <laughs> and she spent her part of the episode just making sure her sister Spencer's life is ruined and making sure her date leaves her and I'm just like you are a grown woman ruining this child's life and it's great and this is what <laughs> I want to see from you all the time Tori DeVito and here she's just like a normal person not trying to ruin any teen's lives <laughs> unlike Wintry Hill she's not trying to like kidnap any children like the, her own children it's just like why are you so normal? <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, she kidnaps no one in these episodes.
0: <laughs> I mean, she does drug uh, David and take blood, so that's like the closest she gets. Mm. Yeah, um, <laughs> and like she's on uh, Chicago Med right now, and she, and unfortunately, like I was like excited to see her, but like her character is so boring. <laughs> her character is like like the main, probably yeah, she's the lead female on that show, mm. but like her character is so boring. I'm like Tori, I want better for you. Play some kind of crazy girl again. I miss yeah,
1: I, I recall her being a pretty, like, delicious villain on Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I just, I wish she had more to do. I, I find the character to be kind of one note, but what do you do? Uh, she talks about how she hates Wickery Bridge. Her prom date dumped her on it. Alaric jokes uh, about how she should have thrown him over. Everything's cute. We joke about Damon having a lot of money. And Meredith says, well, he's in good company because some British guy just pledged to match <laughs> every dollar we raise. Uh-oh. <laughs> so Klaus is at the party and he's charming the shit out of Carol. And he says, look, Carol, when I think of a mayor, I think of an old fuddy-duddy. But you have changed my perception. And we're like, I get it.
0: <laughs> like, Klaus, please fuck Tyler's mom to get back at <laughs> him. Truly nothing
1: would be funnier in this world to me if he was just like, oh, you don't want to do what I say? Because I'm fucking your
2: mom. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that so much.
0: I said he goes for Tyler's girlfriend, which is not as fun, honestly.
2: Yep. (laughs) Carol is
0: deeply (laughs) charmed. Oh my God. Wait to have orgasms on the podcast, please.
2: No, that was just a heavy sigh.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Klaus uh, and Damon are kind of having this like standoff with Carol in between. Uh they're both trying to out flirt <laughs> each the other. Church bell going Morgan? Oh, it is. I am so sorry. <laughs> Look, it's almost 5, which means that it's time for the church bell outside my apartment to ring uh loudly and repeatedly for an undetermined amount of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just waiting. I kind of uh... like the
1: vibes. <laughs>
0: I don't know if the listeners will like the vibe.
1: <laughs> yeah, they probably won't. I think the bells are done. So then who shows up but Daniel the
0: hybrid? <laughs> Thank you for keep say- saying his name that way I remember it because every time I was like, the bl- he's just weirdly blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <this> is aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: weirdly blonde. So uh, Carol's trying to get Damon to donate more money. He's like, look, Klaus has made this generous pledge and we're chomping at the bit to begin the renovations. <laughs> And Damon says, oh, hey, don't take this the wrong way, but you realize you're kissing the ass of the immortal hybrid who ruined your son's life, right?
0: And she's like, yep. She's like, yep, (laughs) no issues with it. She loves it. So Carol's like not compelled, right? She just made a deal with Klaus, correct?
1: Yeah, no, I think she did. She's like, she says, get your brother under control, Damon, or the council's going to be forced to act against him. Yeah. Klaus is like, I will stay out of all of your hair if you stay out of mine. The town gets protected. My hybrids are left alone. Everyone's going to be...
0: Be happy. Stefan's the problem here. Stefan's mm-hmm. the problem here. But yeah, uh, Carol is basically like Klaus, also like promise to protect tyler and that's really all that matters to her she just she just wants her son to be okay even though he is not okay
1: yeah and she is in so over her head god yes poor thing because it seems like there's this like mini council within the council that is like carol and liz <laughs> yeah making deals to
0: protect their children i mean who else would do it like yeah. honestly the rest of them are like unknown fells like the fells are dropping like flies Yes, I just wonder like if the rest of the council
1: is on board with this deal with Klaus or not or whatever, but um, I wish
0: we knew more about this. The rest of the council seems to do what they're told.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, so then back to the crypt, back to Caroline's birthday. Caroline gets drunk and texts Tyler. Oh Yeah, because they're all sharing that bottle of tequila and they're loving it. Elena starts to judge and Caroline yells, what? I'm delicate. <laughs> so this is where Bonnie kind of burns Elena and says, uh, give her a break. You can't control what everyone does all the time. A point. Zing. A really good point. Like... If this is Bonnie's dramatic outburst, it is so mild and so correct. Like, she is right and she should say it. (laughs) Team Bonnie.
0: Should I get us some Team Bonnie shirts, guys? I
2: would love it. (laughs) I was when I was re-listening when we called it a positive podcast. (laughs) I lost my mind. I was laughing so
0: hard. We're all dumb.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i love i love bonnie in the seat so much
0: guys yeah you're right these are two good episodes for bonnie uh for cat graham um honestly a version of vampire diaries where bonnie's the lead i like that too yeah
1: I, she's so sweet she kind of says i'm sorry i know it's that caroline's birthday or funeral or whatever but i just feel that it's really wrong that you did this to jeremy and uh, elaine is like well i'm doing it to protect him and bonnie's like he deserves to choose like how he wants to live and you're taking his choices away. And Elena's, Elena gets worried here. She's worried that Bonnie is going to tell him. And Bonnie kind of challenges her and's like, why are you worried? Are you going to compel me not to tell him? This is where Matt pipes up and says, you know, you guys are ruining a perfect funeral. <laughs> 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 and I've never loved anyone more. And Bonnie apologizes. and She's like, I'm sorry. I'm just going to go sleep it off. Like, happy birthday. And she leaves. Like, everything she's saying is super valid. Yeah yeah uh fight me
0: (laughs) again as always um if you have a problem with this listeners we will fight you (laughs) (laughs) step to us see what happens
1: Uh, so, uh, we then have a a little Liz Damon scene. And Liz is like, look, the mayor's looking out for Tyler. We have to assume Klaus has her in his pocket. And Damon's like, don't tell me you're going to drink the Klaus Kool-Aid. And she says, I'm not going to let him hold this town hostage. But I'm also not going to let innocent people get caught in the crossfire in a pissing contest between a hybrid and a vampire. (laughs) Kind
0: (laughs) of rules. We just see hybrid like it's a thing all the time. We're just throwing around that word, hybrid. And even
1: hybrids. (laughs) Uh, And Damon's like, look, I'm impressed. You're all strong and (laughs) sheriffy. <laughs> but Liz is like, I'm not kidding. You get Stefan to stand down before someone gets hurt. Which, again, like this is so season one in a way. Like one Salvatore brother having to rein in the chaotic actions of the other before there's collateral damage. I like it. Me too. And then <laughs> uh, we see uh, Dr. Fell talking to a guy who's being an asshole to her. His name is Brian. Brian's real dick. Yeah, he like seems like he sucks and uh when Alaric tries to step in and uh do gentlemanly things Brian's like you might want to get to know her before you become her white knight she's kind of a psycho I love an ex-boyfriend who calls a woman a psycho Uh, his ex is psycho always a good sign
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's terrible but we do learn what it is in the next episode that he's calling her a psycho about
1: yeah and it's not great but uh but I gotta say like from Alaric's point of view I'd be like I would also be like this guy sucks which is what Alaric does uh he uh kind of a threat tells the guy he's begging to have his teeth kicked in. Jesus. Uh, and he leaves. It's pretty violent. That's what we call motive, baby. Yeah. Uh, and Meredith is like, oh yeah, that was my senior prom date. <laughs> He's on the council. He's the medical examiner, the guy who signs his name under cause of death animal attack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Animal attack, you guys. We finally <laughs> meet him. Three seasons in.
1: A hero. <laughs> so they seem to have kind of like a nice moment. Meredith gets paged and uh, leaves Alaric. It's just yeah. it's like so Oh, vanilla. (laughs) This is scene where you're like, Rick, she's boring. I just, she is. Like, I feel bad. Like, I don't want to, like, this is not a constructive note. I don't have anything to tell you to make it better. I just think she's boring and... I'm sad about it.
0: I think it's just probably surprising to our listeners because, like, we will usually stand a lot of people. Like, like remember, we are Andy Star's uh, biggest fans, Morgan, oh, yes. you and I. Yeah. And uh, like, Jules, like, is like probably the first woman like we've truly like hated, Miss mm-hmm. June. Yeah. And Now, remember, she's like she's fucking boring. It's like even we can't find anything exciting to say about her. Again, like I don't have any animosity towards her. I'm just like. Come on! <laughs> like the Vampire
1: Diaries is so rarely boring. To be boring on the show is is a pretty mortal sin.
0: And again, I feel like it is a lot of they're trying to play this character of close to the vest because like you don't know yet. Is she mm. psycho? What's the deal? Mm. But uh, until we know, either way, uh, she's
1: boring. Yeah, I would have to agree. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe I will as the as the arc goes on. Maybe I will find myself liking more things about it.
2: Who knows? Jill, what do you think? By the way uh again no thoughts head empty she's we we like barely know her still i don't know i guess it's like it's cool to introduce another human in quotes because i guess we don't technically know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's kind of my main thought we know she's like the
0: best fell we've met at least Definitely my favorite so far. I mean, Anaria we love because of her name, but like she was a gossipy mm-hmm. bitch who uh, got all those tomb vampires entombed. So uh, <laughs> fuck her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Meredith is the best. Fell by default, or the DUI fell from Miss Mystic Falls. <laughs> uh, my, my favorite, favorite fell <laughs> is the Fell Ghost. <laughs> God, the Fell Ghost that made me scream.
1: So then meanwhile uh, Stefan discreetly grabs a big old knife and uh, stabs Daniel the hybrid and Damon has to stop him from slitting his throat. Boo. Damon's (laughs) so boring now. Uh I love it. I think it's so funny. I love harried dad Demo, who's like what the fuck are you doing? No dead hybrids at the founders party. (laughs) (laughs) And Stefan's like no. I told Klaus to get hybrids out of town so like i you know made myself clear this is the rational thing to do
0: (laughs) to quote mr paul wesley in his episode of the oc life is what you make it and uh right now Stefan is making life uh very complicated for his brother and uh, everyone (laughs) in their lives honestly
1: It's very true. Like, Damon's like, you know, this is like, you're like dicking over Elena. Do you like not care if she's a human blood bag for the rest of her life? And Stefan says, protecting Elena is your problem now. (laughs) Zoinks. Zoinks, indeed. That's a big development to have that like fully said. Damon's like, don't give me that shit. You can't just flip your switch. Your switch is bride <laughs> you want to beat the villain you have to be smarter and seven says no to beat the villain you have to be the
0: better villain to which i said hot <laughs> Shoot, hot Stefan has a point especially since demo when have you ever been smarter than the villain you dummy Said <laughs> <laughs> so damon's done something smart before um what Uh, I made the deal with with
1: Emily (laughs) about the tomb, which was a smart thing to do with the knowledge he was given. (laughs) It ended up being a dumb thing because he was led to. Yeah, but that's not on him. (laughs) So our next scene, uh, we're back at the crypt. Tyler shows up. He's crashing the party. Matt is not into it, which I like because he's being protective of his buddies, which I think is sweet. But Caroline, when Tyler's like, can you talk for a second? They leave and Elena and Matt kind of have a check in with each other because Matt seems uh, visibly unwell. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where I scream.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, Morgan, uh, how, how are you doing in this episode at this point? I like I love when they're teens
1: I love when they're teens So much And this is just like Goofy Dumb Spooky stuff And they're just being kids And Matt kind of Like talks about He's like All I want Is for Caroline to be happy And it's what I want For all of you guys In the middle of this Crazy life That you're stuck living And Elaine is like You really think That we're all stuck And he's like Yeah This magic shit Has like attached itself To you pretty tight And um Of course By his point of view This is what it all looks like like like, I really like M- Matt participating in the group for the first time and like kind of having opinions and having stuff to do in these stories. I just think it's nice to have someone human who reminds them all like life isn't always like this, you know, mm-hmm. like you have to remember the normal stakes of your existence. We're supposed to be having fun. We're 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like him. He's a good boy.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely uh, liking Matt better on uh, Rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my problems with Matt are probably later in the series. but I'm like, I'm enjoying it while I can.
1: Yeah. this is uh, This is prime Matt. So meanwhile... Out in the woods. Tyler and Caroline are together. And Tyler's like, I take it all back. Klaus can't control me. Not when it comes to you. I won't let him. And Caroline's like, Tyler, like, it's fine. Maybe we should just have to accept that we're not meant to be together and move on. But Tyler says, nope, I love you.
2: He said it. Jill, he said I love you. He did. He's a little late, but, um, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I love him. Yeah, (laughs) It's nice while it lasts yeah he tried not very hard but he's trying
0: (laughs) i feel like he tried very hard i mean that's the problem he tried hard hard not
2: smart
1: (laughs) yes (laughs) he he is tyler (laughs) uh so he gives caroline a big old smooch and then he accidentally gives her a a little
0: chomp (laughs) but a little chomp is all it takes
1: Yeah, he is immediately horrified, as is Caroline. Uh, She screams at him to get away, and he leaves. And then Matt and Elena start looking for her. And they're like, Caroline, where are you? (laughs) And uh, this is where Elena yells, come on, Caroline, we don't have any more drinks. And Matt's being haunted by the fell ghost. (laughs) Elena's so drunk. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Like, Elena's like, we have to go find Caroline. I don't trust that you won't get back together with Tyler. Like, I love teenage girl Elena who's like, ugh, we gotta like stop it before drama happens. But I'm also gonna tease Matt. <laughs> it's just fun. Like, I like that texture and it's it's something I feel like the show um kind of abandons. Like, they, they want to treat them like adults more. They don't want to do stuff about them being in school. And, you know, sometimes that kind of stuff can be to the detriment of what they're trying to do with all of the very fast moving plot. But it's my favorite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Stefan shows up and uh, knocks Matt out and
0: yep. uh, snatches Elena and does a little kidnap. Yep. Kind of love the kidnapping. Uh, this show's bread and butter, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut
1: to Stefan's car. Elena's in it with him. She's in the front seat. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, she gets a phone call. Stefan answers it. It is Damon. <laughs> David's like what the hell and Stefan's like I'm making my next move because let me ask you something what's Klaus gonna do if he can't make any more hybrids oh boy gulp (laughs) this is where Elena screams what (laughs) (laughs) because that doesn't bode well for her Uh, David's like leave Elena out of this but Stefan
2: throws her phone out the window
0: (laughs) yeah uh, and I feel Jill's never been happier
2: this I was having so much fun with this (laughs) it was it's obviously wrong But uh, so much fun.
1: (laughs) It's the exact kind of like wild, unpredictable, fun thing that the show can do. Yeah. I mean, dread can be fun uh, when the Vampire (laughs) Diaries doesn't. Yes. So then uh, at Founders Hall, Klaus and Damon kind of have a face off. Damon basically goes to Klaus and is like, Stefan has Elena. He's going to try to use her against you. Do what he says. Because Damon here is like kind of putting his cards on the table. He does not want Elena hurt. And he is worried about what Stefan's willing to do.
0: Yeah. But uh, Klaus thinks that Stefan's bluffing because Klaus and Stefan are the same person, basically. And they're just like, there's bluffing. <laughs> so that's what where we're at with these two idiots.
1: God. Yeah. And Damon's like, look, maybe he is. But if he isn't, we're fucked. <laughs> I have no clue what he's doing. So if he says blink, I suggest you blink. Yikes. <laughs> So then Matt carries Caroline home and Liz sees that she's bitten. We're all freaking out. Caroline is, seems so far gone so quickly. Yeah. She's like already hallucinating. Her wound looks terrible. She's crying and telling her mom she's sorry. Oof.
0: Yeah. It it must be because she's such a young vampire. Mm. Yeah. Uh, she's already, she's already in the hallucination stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That wound is gnarly. I am not a fan. <laughs>
1: So then we go back to Stefan's car. He and Elena are like talking. She's like, what are you gonna do? You gonna keep me hostage? And he's like, maybe, maybe I'll just turn you into a vampire. And this scares the shit out of Elena. Anita Dobrev's great in this scene. This is a huge turning point for Stefan and Elena. Like this is uh, a point of no return for them, I think. And they do it really well. Klaus calls and uh, Stefan keeps telling him, get your hybrids out of town or I'm gonna drive your blood source off Wickery Bridge. Which, holy shit. Yeah. No good. Bites his wrist. Yeah, right? <laughs> he fucking he forces Elena to drink. And he starts just like gunning the engine and speeding the fuck away. Elena is screaming for help. Klaus is saying you won't do it. But um, finally, he's like, fine, I'll send them away. You win. And Stefan doesn't stop right away. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying. Like Elena and Klaus are both just screaming at him. And there's just this like couple of seconds where you have no idea what he's going to do and uh, yikes jill yeah <laughs> so, so jill this is very hot to you
2: yeah which Fair is nice. bad <laughs> i mean Look, jill I, I agree
0: no at this point i'm, I'm just sad this guys. One. <laughs> it's it, you haven't been alone a lot of them it's just uh we'll talk about what you're alone in. <laughs> and maybe why
1: oh my god so then Stefan does slam on the brakes. Elena gets out. She screams at him to stay away from her. She yells. She's like, how could you? And she's crying. She's like, my parents died going over this bridge. I almost died. You knew that. You're the one who saved me. She just like breaks down. And Stefan's like, look, Klaus had to believe it. In your fear sold it. And Elena's like, okay, well, what if he hadn't? And uh, Stefan refuses to acknowledge that possibility. Yeah. Because she's like, after everything, all that matters to you is destroying Klaus. And Stefan says, destroying Klaus is all I have left. I lost you the minute I left town. You just haven't let yourself admit that yet. Damn.
0: What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's true? I feel like it might be. As much as Elena was very much in denial about that, and you know, she kept trying to fight for Stefan, I think it's the truth. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily just like... He like in the sense that she, like, she probably maybe in a way given up on him, but like, based on what he was doing, mm-hmm. that's how it Like, you can't go back to the way things were.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. He became a different person because of like the blood and the killing. And if they were ever to be together again, it would be another version of this relationship. It's not the same.
0: Yeah, because uh, Vampire Darius makes it like very hard because while the humanity switch is like somewhat of an excuse, like, it's not really an excuse. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like the soul Not having a soul situation So it kind of holds more weight We're like, these are still your actions And you have to contend with them mm-hmm. You can't just be like, it was Angelus
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's you who makes the decisions And yeah. I think this humanity switch plotline is really interesting. I think my favorite is uh, still to come.
0: Yeah. And we should also note obviously like Stefan didn't have his humanity switch until he came back to Mystic Falls. Like it was just the bloodlust and everything mm-hmm. with his humanity still on for most yeah. of him being away. So it really can't be an excuse for everything. No,
1: he made a calculated decision. He made a bargain to save Damon's life. Yeah.
2: Jill, what do you think? I mean, I I agree with both of you i just a personal hope i'm like yeah that should be the case because i'm sick of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah uh, i remember the lake house i, I remember the lake house <laughs> yeah
2: so this is a dynamic that i prefer
0: <laughs> jill was the peak the lake house the peak of that
2: yeah <laughs> oh jill absolutely so that, that, was that lake house is, is- Oh. A <laughs> hatred in
1: I, I haven't heard that from you
2: and i just i have no like logical reason for it i just i was so bored of them and this is so much more fun that i'm like yeah no this is done your your phase is over mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> both of you move on
0: <laughs> you never want them to go back to the lake house that's why <laughs> oh god
2: I can't.
0: You're like, I could tolerate them together, but I never want them to get comfortable enough to ever go back to the lake house.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, this this dynamic, the dynamic they have now when they interact where it's still him being somewhat hesitant but still being a dick is so much fun, and I prefer that to him being, like, angel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't want that.
0: Angel who fucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. But arguably not well. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Hey, who knows? Anyways, Elena kind of ends this with like, is this what you're trying to do? Make me hate you? And Stefan's like, I don't really care what you think about me anymore. And he leaves.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, I don't buy it. He really is. Has turned into Damon. of this matters to me. I don't care. <laughs> Lurks watching her all the time. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, I'd do anything to save your life and I uh, refuse to see
1: you harmed in any way, but I don't care. <laughs> I spent all my time thinking about you, but I don't care. What if uh, Stefan starts doing the I thing? (laughs) I will die. I will be found dead. Our our next scene is uh, at Caroline's house. Klaus comes a (gasps) knocking. Oh, God. (laughs) Here we go. It's time to talk. Uh, He's like, Tyler came to see me. seems pretty distressed he said caroline had a terrible accident and i'm like shut your fucking mouth you (laughs) piece of shit and i say that in unison with matt donovan yeah who is immediately like fuck off like you made him do this he would never have tried to hurt her like this and class is like but i'm here to help mike my blood's gonna heal her you should have to like ask the sheriff to invite me inside this is exactly what he sounds like just for those of you who didn't watch the Episode
0: He was doing his American accent but doing
1: that. Wrong. <laughs> yep. Hey guys. <laughs> uh Liz is like, what do you want in return? What's the catch? And Klaus is like, just your support. And uh Liz has no other choice. She lets him in. And Klaus uh walks into this room and immediately feels so deeply tender for Caroline, even though they have never spoken.
2: <sighs> and I am confused <laughs> as all hell. I mean, they met in the on the prank night. Like for a second.
0: Yeah. If we want to say that this is a psychosexual thing where it's like she kind of looks like Rebecca and he's like, well, I can fuck this one. Fine. But uh, I don't think that's what we're supposed to be saying.
1: I also don't think that is what they're going for either. Like I still feel and felt that this is maybe the most I've liked this scene ever.
0: I'll say that. Yes. I enjoyed the scene because I am very much appreciating Joseph Morgan's performances in this rewatch. Mm-hmm. But fuck the scene. Also, what the
1: fuck? Like, I, I Jill, I am, we're gonna get into what you love about it. But I am so confused. He has just risked her life horribly, it made her undergo a terrible ordeal, but now is like, I'm kind of obsessed with you, though. <laughs> The only thing, like, like I wish she had just, like, come at him really hard at the top and he could have just seen him fall in love with her right there. Instead, all she does is say, are you going to kill me? And he's like, on your birthday? Really? Like, that's who you think I am? Like, and I like that a lot. And if the scene had just been kind of like intimate and friendly and exploratory, I could have been into it. But
2: like, he is so tender with her. it's out of nowhere and it's weird but you guys are telling me that if you saw caroline sad in bed you wouldn't immediately be soft for her but we know caroline i know Whereas
0: her she doesn't. Doesn't. and i didn't get her poisoned <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really also like ha- killing her in the first place
2: uh, jill <laughs> yeah listen no one's perfect
1: look klaus does love birthdays so i gotta put a put a plus in his column there morgan you're the the Klaus of this podcast yeah to which caroline replies aren't you like a billion or something (laughs) which okay if you want to tell me that made him fall in love with her i get it (laughs) keep it in your fucking pants dude he's just like so whispery and like obsessed with her it's not that she's not, they're not both good in this scene. It just kind of
0: comes out of nowhere. And again, now that I know that Joseph Morgan wanted Klaus body mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. I'm like furious. <laughs> and I'm just like, so while Bonnie gets like the shitty love interests who are Jeremy and, uh, you know, vampire Sean Ferris. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Caroline gets uh, fucking Klaus, your new amazing series regular, and Bonnie gets nothing. Yeah, it's fucked um,
1: to move back in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I do really like um, some of the stuff Klaus says in this scene. The pitch for Klaus and Caroline, in my opinion, if you want to make the argument that they are your deal, it's about saying Caroline is a great vampire. It's something she was meant to do. She should be with the- the apex vampire and embrace the fact that she is immortal and all powerful and that she can do anything she wants and that the world's her oyster. Cause you know, he tells her, like, I'll let you in on a little secret. There's a whole world out there waiting for you. Great cities and art and music, genuine beauty, and you can have all of it. You can have a thousand more birthdays, and all you have to do is ask. The idea is that if you want to say that by Klaus is offering her something bigger, I-, I do think Caroline deserves that. She deserves the kind of life Klaus could provide if mm-hmm. Klaus was uh cool or
0: <laughs> Yeah, because the thing is, say that you get together, right? Yeah. The second he presumes that she has like slighted him, yeah. he's gonna kill her. He's gonna throw ten bottles at her. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I just, he's, he is not ready for her. <laughs> and uh, considering what we say about the Klaus we know, will he ever be ready for her? Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I would say it's, it's definitely different than like a, a Damon Elena situation because like Damon's still relatively young for a vampire too, but like, obviously not as young as Caroline, but like he has time to grow because he finally has gotten past his obsession with uh, Catherine. Yeah. He can grow, whereas Klaus is a uh, pretty uh, constant in his
2: issues i mean can i butt in for a second please 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 okay like you guys obviously know way more about this series than i do and know what's coming and everything but as a first time watch in this scene for me i didn't read it as him falling in love with her Mm. i read it as showing that he does have some kind of heart oh even though he's the one that caused her pain it shows that he's willing to like help that i guess
1: I appreciate that read. I think there's a little, there's there's a connection missing there. Like, I think there's a middle beat to this story that's cut. Because I I agree, like, if you want to make that argument, Klaus is really alone here. Like, these hybrids were supposed to be his family, and it doesn't seem like he's finding that much kinship with them. So the idea that he meets someone vulnerable and has a chance to do something good, and- Caroline is having this shitty birthday where she feels like she's dead, and nothing matters. And now she's actually about to die for real, you know, double die. And instead, the person who hurt her spares her like I get that there is there is a beauty in that. But I, I, I just wish that it had been set up more, if that makes sense. They both feel like they should be in kind of different places for this scene to work. I'm, I guess mostly Klaus for me. Yeah. But also he does cradle her and uh, call her sweetheart, which I, I'm i not going to say didn't affect me.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think, Jill, also a lot of uh, what we are angry about in our projection is uh, there is a large contingent of the f- fandom who ships this and it uh, has never made sense to me. Got it. Yeah. Because um, again... <laughs> Uh, he ruined Tyler's life. And then he made uh, Tyler bite this girl. And now uh, we're supposed to be like, oh, they're so cute. Mm-hmm. Are they? How do you
1: feel about this in terms of your Tyler-Caroline allegiance?
2: I don't know, because this is like sudden. And it, yeah. I because I didn't read it as him falling in love with her like instantly, mm-hmm. it's more of just get getting a new connection. Right. I mean, I'm still pro-Tyler and Tyler is the man in my heart. But <laughs> if Klaus is... And can be this sensitive in the future? Like I said, I don't know. I don't have a Klaus I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I yeah, I don't know.
1: Okay. Well, he does say happy birthday, which is very polite. So another plus in his book. <laughs> <laughs> this is the point in which I will tell you when I asked uh, who Michael's favorite dude was for Caroline, he said it was
0: Klaus. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So now um, we've got uh, Team Matt, Team mm-hmm. Tyler, Team Steve, and Team Klaus. hmm We're very well represented. Bonnie, I guess, I guess, Jeremy. Those are, oh, those are oh our God. options. Jeremy. No. Just uh, putting it into perspective for you guys. Yes.
1: Uh, not good. But I have a, I have some takes uh, that will come later. <laughs> I might come around to your side of things, actually, I think, on the rewatch. I really think that you should, because I think it's a very good set. (laughs) I will say that uh, there are some scenes that I will cry during in the future (laughs) uh, that I don't think are normally cry scenes for other Vampire Diaries fans. (laughs) (laughs) I stand a rare pair. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I I think I'm just going to accept it now. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll explain when we get there why I didn't accept it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, very fair. So moving on, David and Elena are on the kissing and crying porch, and he's checking in. Are you going to be okay? And she says, "You know, I'll survive somehow. I always do." Yeah, Elena's had a bit of a time. <laughs> uh, what a day! Yeah, Demo tries to be like, "Well, Stefan won. He was the better villain. Like, you know, he pushed Klaus." And Elena's like, "Don't sound so impressed." I mean, it was impressive. <laughs> It was, but still, it's so mean. Uh, then he's touching uh, he's touching Elena's face again. He's touching that chin. He's Dave. doing a chin touch, baby. He really is. He is stroking that chin. And Elena's like, you can't kiss me. Uh, and David's like, I know. And she says, it's not right. And here's uh, where I, my heart stopped. Uh Damon says, it's right. It's just not right now.
2: Jill, are you okay? No. The <laughs> vaccines just ruining me. <laughs> I was unwell.
1: <laughs> how how are we supposed to live? That's very mature and also hot. How dare he?
0: <laughs> I guess he is taking a beat. uh He is following Rick's advice. Look, oh, he listened. <laughs> he really listened after he kissed her.
2: Yeah, yeah. Got to get one smooch in first.
0: If you could steal a smooch from any character on the Vampire Diaries, who would it be?
2: Oh, dang. That's too hard. Easy. Oh. Yeah, you're just...
0: <laughs> Jill, yours is Tyler. you yours is Catherine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> is mine Catherine or is mine Elijah? That's the question. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna oh, do, Elijah. Do, do it. I'm doing a triple smooch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Catherine! i love
1: her (laughs) i'm fine uh we go to the next morning and we're saying goodbye to jeremy bonnie shows up and we play for like one second that maybe she's about to say something that isn't goodbye but she says goodbye and they all we all share one last longing look and uh Mm -hmm. Bear rolls right on out of town
2: jill are you happy (laughs) she's probably not gonna be gone for long though right Who's to say? He's gone to Denver, Jill. It's not close. You guys talking about his shoulders? That's who's to say.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can see shoulders in Denver. I feel like you see shoulders a lot in Denver.
2: Yeah. Oh, we actually go to Denver with him? Maybe. Maybe. There maybe may someone or may has a not pet. Maybe a scene in Denver. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe there are shoulders. Maybe there's a pet.
1: <laughs> Anyways. Jeremy, I will remember you. (laughs) You Yep, it's that is what I'm thinking. Caroline wakes up and uh she has a present from Klaus and it's a big old bracelet covered in diamonds. It's ugly. Congrats, Caroline. You got two ugly bracelets for your birthday
2: and a near-death experience. From both my boys. <laughs>
0: her bracelet makes sense of what like a teenage boy would get. And it's like nice. Uh, I mm. mean, Tyler's rich, but like he's not like Klaus rich, obviously. Um, Klaus's bracelet for her is just ugly. Mm. <laughs> he should have had his mom help. Maybe he did.
1: <laughs> if he did, I will maybe cry. That's very sweet. Then speaking of me crying, our next scene's on Wickery Bridge. <laughs> oh, Wickery Bridge. <laughs> and it is with Elena and Matt. And Elena, thanks, Matt, for coming.
0: And it says- Oh, wait, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but we have to go back to the ugly bracelet real quick. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Morgan, you asked in the chat, Jill, are you dying because he's like the Phantom of the Opera? Oh, yeah. Are you?
2: Yes. Like, that is it exactly. And I will always I'll put this on record. Uh-huh. I hate Raúl, and I love the Phantom. So- Just remember that as we move forward. (laughs) That's not like a hot take. I feel like most people are like, oh, the Phantom's bad. He kills people, which is like exactly what's here. (laughs) I mean, that's the boring
0: interpretation.
1: Yeah. I need to see a version of Phantom. I I like, I love the the movie. I think it kind of rules. But I do want to see, I want to see one where he's a better singer.
2: (laughs) You should watch the 25th anniversary concert.
1: Yeah, I feel like I'd probably love it. I honestly think we should do a Phantom of the Opera episode and do oh the first God, and the second it. show. I think it would be a nice a nice change for Jill to... way, have you watched the Phantom sequel?
0: I've literally only seen the Gerard Butler movie. I saw in the theaters with friends. I've never seen any you Phantom of the Christ. Opera. Andrew Lloyd Rubber sucks, <laughs> so... I think it'd be a nice chance for Jill to educate us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't be the noob. <laughs> You so Morgan, you think Gerard Butler, um, Dracula 2000 himself, is a bad singer? I didn't say bad.
1: I said, I think there's people who have done it better.
2: He's <laughs> no Remain Karimlu. Mm, that means nothing to me. <laughs> well, we got to watch Phantom. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> also, oh, Morgan, you've not seen Dracula 2000, correct? I have not. Is it great? It's right up your alley. Because it's uh, garbage? <laughs> Pop music star Vitamin C is in the movie.
1: Ooh. Uh, play graduation right now.
0: Uh, Dracula Tales 2000's cast is insane. Uh, I'm going to have to read it to you right now. Thank you, please. So Gerard Butler, obviously, he's Dracula. Yes. We got Christopher Plummer. Great. We got Johnny Lee Miller. Okay. We got Vitamin C. Great. We got Jennifer Esposito. Okay. We got Omar Epps. Wonderful. We got Sean Patrick Thomas. Okay. We've got Danny Masterson. Okay. We've got Riverdale's Lachlan Monroe. All right. We've got Jerry Ryan. Okay. We've got Shane West. Great. We've got Nathan Fillion. Okay. Yeah, Nathan Fillion was the last name that mattered, but yeah. Wow, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll give it a shot. And I and I feel, feel like the, the, the twist on Dracula in the movie is pretty good, actually. What's the twist? Do you want to know the twist or do you want to be surprised? Um, you tell me. Do I want to know the twist or do I want to be surprised? I... <laughs> I feel like, so has Michael Chase seen Dracula 2000? I don't think so, no. Okay, so he, he could be surprised. Uh-huh. But the twist is that Dracula's origin is he is Judas. You know, of Jesus's Judas. Hell yes. Wow. Yes. Ooh,
1: I love that. It fucking rips. I, I'm i going to talk about this more if I don't talk about the show. So, Wickery Bridge. <laughs> We're with Matt and Elena. Matt is there at elena's behest she's like thanks for coming i was thinking about what you said about us being stuck and he's like no i was drunk like don't take it too seriously and she's like no no i do feel stuck i feel like i've been holding on to the girl that was supposed to die here with her parents who had a normal life and didn't fall in love with
0: vampires plural plural bitch (laughs) Yep. She said plural. I can't believe that uh, Elena also fell in love with Rose. That's crazy. It's wild. So Matt's like, look, you're not that girl anymore. And it's okay
1: if you want to let her go. And I find this scene so heartbreaking because she says, is it okay to let that piece of me go? Like, I feel like I disappointed her and like I disappointed my parents. I mean,
0: uh, that girl who's going to become a professional diary writer, honestly.
1: (laughs) And he's like, look, as someone who knew the other girl, I think you're doing a lot better than you think. And he picks up some dandelions from the ground and like holds them out and eulogizes Elena. Uh, Here lies Elena Gilbert, a fun girlfriend and an amazing (laughs) friend. And he throws the flowers over the bridge. And it's really
2: sweet. Not a fine girlfriend as Jill (laughs) heard. I genuinely (laughs) heard a fine girlfriend like, yeah, you were a fine girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> but a better friend
1: <laughs> I feel like it's at this point they should like them talking about their past dating life is very awkwardly charged so I think fun girlfriend is
0: a nice compliment although it would be pretty <laughs> funny if Matt decided to neg Elena in his eulogy of her a pretty shitty girlfriend but a decent friend <laughs>
1: Love it. I love this. I think that this is something I totally understand and felt very strongly. Like I felt like I, not to be too uh, personal, like I related to Elena and have felt like that before. And I think that's what growing up is like. You change and you're someone that maybe your past self couldn't recognize because mm-hmm. life throws things at you that you can't plan for. And I think that that's what Elaine is experiencing here. And all of them are. And weirdly, Matt is the best at dealing with it emotionally because he's had so many like setbacks and awful things happen to him. Like Now that he's actually adjusted to this reality, I think he's really emotionally intelligent and helpful to his friends. Like, this is the Matt I love. Matt Donovan
0: thriving, baby. <laughs> A
1: good boy. <laughs> so then at the grill, Alaric's drinking. And
0: Meredith shows Bad up. And eating. He's eating too. Good for him. But he's drinking... A beer, not liquor. So, improvement? (laughs) Oh, definitely. Uh, Maris says, uh, thank
1: God, another day drinker. (laughs) How comforting. She's like, I lost a patient. What's your excuse? And Alaric says, "Ah, I put a kid on a plane. I'm like all right what the fuck so fucking vague and weird she's like you're a kid and he's like it's a long story like tell her yeah she's like well you should probably buy me a beer
0: and then you got upset that she likes beer
2: i'm like oh cool cool girl likes beer like, <laughs> i'm the fucking worst. note that i can't drink beer around you anymore <laughs>
1: no you're all allowed to drink beer i was just like Fed up with Meredith cell, which is unfair <laughs> of me. I am being uncharitable. <laughs> i also got a sticker from a uh, red that has the uh full gone girl cool girl speech on it and i was thinking about her explaining like drinking all the beers and remaining a size four i was <laughs> like that's my queen uh liz and damon uh walk into a crime scene what i'd give for this procedural a hiker <laughs> called it in who is dead on the ground but brian the medical examiner and he has a stake in his chest, which is weird because he's not a vampire. And Liz says, I know, this was murder. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this is where I should mention, uh, Michael Chasen absolutely loves this plot line. Uh, so get excited for whenever he's available to talk about it.
0: I mean, yeah, it's a good <laughs> plot line, uh, even yeah. though you fucking hate Meredith House Guts. No, I don't. I just think she is boring. I will say, from what I can remember, the execution of the storyline with her, her parts and things mm-hmm. is weird. Yep. <laughs> Ultimately, yep. I remember correctly, I don't know how much we're going to be happy at the end. We're going to see. <laughs> so,
1: the ties that bind we open. Bonnie has a spooky dream. She's in a cemetery uh, surrounded by a bunch of Bennett tombstones. Yeah, this is one of those ones where it's obvious to tell us a
0: dream immediately. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: She gets to a coffin, seems like the magical locked one, uh, and Klaus appears behind her and says, I figured out how to open it. Can you? And like rushes her and gives her a big chomp. <laughs> then suddenly she's stuck inside a coffin and it's very spooky. I'm like, who are you, Jughead? And she, Jesus Christ. she tries to magic her way out of here and eventually a woman opens
0: the coffin and that woman is someone we will meet later yes so i have a note at the top of my notes for this episode where just basically like i realized like what the like the major issue with the season is but i can't say it <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i just like you know i figured out what it is oh great uh, besides like just like storytelling in terrible like what like i think the overarching issue is but i can't say it yet because um there is a spoiler. we haven't had the answer yet or something and jill hasn't like stumbled onto anything so
1: i would like you to write the answer down and keep yeah i'm gonna text you right <laughs> now Yeah, i'm gonna text you actually i'm just gonna say, yeah Hell yes. Um, So now we're in Old Witch House and Bonnie does what she does best. Tell the truth. (laughs) She uh, explains the coffins to Elena and the one that they can't open. We don't know who's in it or what's in it. Only that I think my dream is telling me it'll help us kill Klaus.
0: I'm thinking there's a super hybrid in there. (laughs) I mean, what could be a hybrid? Besides, you know, obviously every vampire who rips out a hybrid's heart. But a super hybrid. (laughs) Holy shit. So Stefan shows up. He is pissed
1: that Elena's been let in on all of this because it was supposed to be no girls allowed. And then they let Bonnie in. That was one girl, but now a second girl. Uh, Elena's like, what are you going to do? Kidnap me so I won't tell anyone? And he's like, don't tempt me, Elena. Which, hot. (laughs) (laughs) Bonnie says that she thinks she knows who can open the coffin, but she needs Elena to help her find that person. It is, drum roll. Her mom. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to meet Bonnie's mom. <laughs> uh, so let me go, uh, go to the Gilberts. Uh, they're pouring over a bunch of like driver's license records, all with the name Abby Bennett.
0: I just want to say, Elena, do better at this because you were like picking dark-skinned women and that's clearly not her mom. <laughs> Fair. I'm just saying what Morgan Gill cannot say ever. <laughs> yep
1: Elena's like yeah I asked the sheriff's office to do this and Bonnie says I know we haven't been able to really talk after like the Jeremy stuff she's like so thank you for doing this like I know you have a lot to deal with but Elena is committed to being a good friend she's like there's nothing more important than this than you Bonnie says this is really hard tracking down a woman who bailed on her own kid and clearly like there's a lot of pain there and we haven't said anything about Bonnie's mom
0: before right yeah they only always mention obviously grams Mm -hmm. and then there's uh her dad's like just normie side so they never mention anything about that i guess the kudos i will give empire diaries and i we're getting into the point of the series i guess where i will be outwardly upset with things that Mm. they're doing on the show Mm. even more than before is that at least they didn't give her an absentee dad Mm -hmm. as a black kid so there's that (laughs) world's (laughs) smallest trophy
1: (laughs) you tried (laughs) Oh, man. So yeah, Elena's like, you know, you don't have to do this. The coffin's Stefan's problem. It doesn't have to be your problem. And Bonnie says, no, it's spelled shut, which makes it a witch problem. So it does fall on me. This Mm. is kind of where we touch on the responsibility of being a witch. Something that we learned was too much for Bonnie's mother. Do you guys buy this? Do you feel like it is something she has to handle? Or do you feel like it's something she's choosing to handle?
0: Both. Like, obviously, it's one of those things where, like, you always have a choice. But when, like, the choice is either, you know, help your friends and friend adjacent or don't and just be a piece of shit for not helping them. Yeah. It's clear what the choice is. Yeah. And considering this world of vampires and worlds and even hybrids, Mm. it's kind of like she's got to choose them. Otherwise it'd be like a real dick move for her not to even though she tries her best to, you know, not be controlled by them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, she's stuck between a rock and a hard place,
1: honestly. Yeah. And also like narratively, it's participate in the main narrative of the show or don't. Like Mm -hmm. if you want to talk about it that way, there's nothing else for Bonnie to be doing right now. So of course
0: she's doing this. Yeah, like Matt's allowed to abstain and like <laughs> his character works because of that, but like, cause he's a normal person, but like mm-hmm. Bonnie abstaining as a witch, it just doesn't make sense yeah. So Yeah, talking about all this now and w- what we've been talking about with the show in general, w- when it comes to Bonnie and also like race and stuff like that. I-, I think that's part of why I feel more for Abby than I did originally. When mm-hmm. I was like in my early twenties.
1: Yeah, she's very much like a character who shows up Like, I'm trying to think about the best way to phrase this. You know, she shows up like already having fucked everything up and she's trying to do the best that she can with like a very shitty set of circumstances that the character has dealt to them. And obviously it's because of choices they made, but you know, she made, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's something there. There's like a, there's regret and there's a reason and there is a desire to do better, which I appreciate.
0: I mean, one way to see it is that like Abby exists as the version of Bonnie if Bonnie had truly, fully resisted the call like she'd been trying to, you know? Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, magic has
1: brought Bonnie so many horrible things in her life. Like, I mean, she lost grams. She's, like, had to watch so many people die. She's died herself. Like, it's Awful, And so to a certain extent, you kind of can't blame her mom for wanting to not be involved in that. I can't blame her for leaving Bonnie. But I wish they'd made the case a little stronger here. Like I can tell this is them trying to, but I
0: I don't think it's strong enough here. I mean, we know that obviously the Gilberts were active in the council. They have weapons for vampires at their lake house. I think the only thing preventing Abby from having to be the Bonnie of uh, the friend group, because we learned that she was best friends with Elena's mom, really like obviously she does the Michael thing but like the the only thing that prevented her from doing that constantly is just the fact that there wasn't like the vampires all around at that point because it was it was an off season basically you know yeah
1: so then Damo comes in he has found her compulsion speeds up the process and he says road trip I call shotgun Elena is not interested Damon is flirting hard and says you want me to hang out back and back with you and she's like
0: no you are not coming (laughs) also Oh, God. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just I'm going to keep bringing racing to you guys. Uh, If they're hanging out in the back, uh, so is Bonnie driving Miss Daisy now? Is is that what's (laughs) happening here? Oh, God. Is that what's happening Oh, oh. Yeah. Don't love that as an image. No.
2: I'm sorry, you guys.
0: Uh, It's happening. Fair enough. I didn't expect me to get into these rants uh, this early into the show, but uh, here we are. (laughs) Hmm. No, this is
1: all deeply, deeply fair stuff for you to bring up and uh, stuff that we should be talking about.
0: I just appreciate you taking the lead. <laughs> yes, I don't even know if I'll keep this in, but I know that Julie has made better efforts and done the work with legacies, mm-hmm. and even with the originals. Actually, mm-hmm. I would say eventually, like the best actor and possibly character on the originals is played by a black man too, and they treated him very well. Mm-hmm. And part of me thinks maybe it's just because she like finally got more power and was allowed to do more things mm-hmm. in the f- like the future because of the success of Vampire Diaries. But like, I can't at this point ignore all the things she did in the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, yeah. we have to talk about it as it comes up because obviously she like co-created it with Kevin, but like this is her show still. Yes, yeah, Kevin co-created with her because like she was like his assistant on Dawson's Creek, and that's how she came up. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: and they met on the set of Creek, right? Because she was Wes Craven's assistant. Yeah. So, yeah, you, we can't ignore it. This is unfortunately, by my recollection, pretty typical of the era, like we talked about in the last episode, like of how like, unfortunately, the like very few people of color were treated on shows like this. Mm hmm. Like, often the, like, one um, Black Series regular, which is, you know, what Bonnie is in this case. But that doesn't make it right. It's, it really
0: is. It's so unfortunate, obviously, on multiple levels. But like, cat Graham is so fucking talented. Mm-hmm. It's really, it pisses me off now at this point. No, that's uh, fucking correct. It should.
1: Because she's really great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bummer to kind of, like, yada, yada, yada her mom's introduction. Which I think the show kind of does a little. Yeah. But in cuter news, Elena is like, no. Bonnie hasn't seen her mom in fifteen years. We don't need you here. We're going by ourselves. And Bonnie looks at the two of them and says, "What's going on?" And Dan says, "We kissed. Now it's weird." And implores them to have a great trip and leaves. <laughs> uh,
0: he yeah, he drops that uh, wolfbang grenade and bounces. Oh, I love it! I love it! I love it! <laughs> yeah, that is good. So then we go to Caroline's house.
1: Tyler is in her living room and he apologizes uh for what happened caroline doesn't seem interested in that apology <laughs> she's like you bit me i could have died we're way past apologies and tyler's like that's the problem klaus told me to do it and i said no and then it just happened anyway it was completely out of my control and that is why i had your mom call your
0: dad
1: billy it's, it's, forbes
0: <laughs> billy the forbes <laughs>
1: since the uh the logic here is that since he was able to resist compulsion maybe he can teach tyler to resist the sire bond mm-hmm. and uh we're like why and bill responds uh because tyler made a mistake and now he wants to make good and i understand that
0: which is great uh he had character development i feel bad but like i wish we could have seen that mm-hmm. uh, i wish he didn't have have the, the ca- capital g uh, gay stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> that we had early in, in the season dropping hard g's <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. So, you want me to bring up something about race again? Okay. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I just don't like sorry. I really no, thought about apologize. it. Uh, I probably should have brought it up in the last episode, but like I was not in this uh, mood now, but now I am. No, go for it. So we talk a lot about Trevino. Mm-hmm. And how, like, I think, like, he's a leading man who has somehow gotten relegated to supporting, and I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And while he, I, in theory, the show pretends that uh, Michael Trevino can pass for white, mm-hmm. he's not. Mm-hmm. And they oddly treat him as such, despite the fact they're trying to pretend he can pass for white. Okay. Adding Klaus as a potential suitor for <laughs> Caroline kind of, like, really... Now it's, like, activated me, like, oh, so um, Klaus ruins this kid's life, Mm -hmm. and now he can go pursue his girl. And I'm just like, what's wrong with Tyler? Mm -hmm. I'm just like, so the white guy can get the girl.
1: Yeah, no, and Tyler's, like, subjected to a ton of pain.
0: Yeah. I was not thinking about it, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's like... Again, I don't understand. And like Michael Trevino is now on, like I said, uh, Roswell, on New Mexico, mm-hmm. and he is playing a supporting character. But like he gets to be Latino, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I've told you before, Morgan. Like the 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 actor who plays um, Max <laughs> in the show, like the lead man, he's a white guy. Um, yes. I think he's a fucking terrible actor. <laughs> and Trevino, of course, is the supporting character who doesn't get the girl. Yeah. Again, and. Julie Pleck is like not the showrunner, but like she is an executive producer on Roswell, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. We love Michael Trevino on this podcast, obviously. Trevino, oh, yeah. come on the podcast. Positive. I would die. Positive. <laughs> yeah, we're positive. Positive. Oh God, Joe, you would like not say anything.
2: Yeah, I already don't say a lot. I would be silent that whole episode because I wouldn't know what to do.
0: It would be like on Community when Lavar Burton shows up and Troy just goes silent.
2: You can't disappoint a picture. (laughs) You can't. If you don't say anything, you won't embarrass yourself. Aw.
1: Chill. (laughs) Yeah. Chill. You're lovely (laughs)
0: though.
2: Wow, that just went deep into my insecurities. Oh my Let's move on.
0: Well, the I thing I—none of us have ever done that on this podcast, right? But my main point is that because Morgan, we talk a lot about mm-hmm. vaguely, at least, yeah, Tyler's future storylines and the way they write him and how it's very strange, honestly. Yes, and I think maybe subconsciously, again, as much as they try to make him pass for white, mm-hmm. we know Michael Trillo is not white. Yeah, and it just—it's very bizarre
1: and. It is, yeah. Like, I, I fully agree. There is an element of him being like... Maybe the thing is, like, he, he feels like the person they think about last. Like, both him and Bonnie, I feel like they yeah. kind of get thought of last. And mm, yeah. their characters don't work when you're not being mm-hmm. thoughtful about them. Because none of these characters work if you're not being thoughtful about them. And it it sucks that they seem to be as close to thoughtless as they get with the most regularity with Bonnie and Tyler. And I think sometimes... Matt
0: yeah yeah I think they think about writing Jeremy more than they think about writing Bonnie and Tyler which is insane yeah it's rude and I, I think I actually cut it out of uh, whatever episode it was but it was the thing where I was saying like early on where because we were of course judging his hair and I'm like I think despite the fact that they're not coding him as non-white they were trying to give a like a thing of showing how bad he is because he's also non-white
1: mm. yeah, yeah not great Bob Ugh. Sorry to, no. to, to, to bum us out. No, no, no. I mean, it's important stuff to talk about. It's just like, it is shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Would you guys like to keep, keep plodding
0: along? Of course. Uh, let's talk about how boring Meredith is. <laughs>
1: uh, Meredith and Malarik are getting lunch. You know the sexiest of meals, and Meredith like uh, she can't drink. She is round, so she doesn't want to be a drunk doctor because a drunk doctor is a bad doctor. And Alaric jokes that it depends on what kind of drunk she is, and she says she's an angry drunk. Ugh. Ooh, is she crazy? We'll find out. Who knows? So Alaric's like, okay, uh, dinner next time, and the Alar- and uh, Meredith is like, that'd be great. She leaves. Damon shows up, and
0: Damon has his hackles raised. He's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I would say I think the other thing with Meredith is that i think even when tori was cast besides obviously oh they're casting paul's wife it's like people did expect oh so she's gonna be like fucking crazy we're gonna get crazy eyes tori devito Mm and so far we're not (laughs)
1: no so damon demands to know her damage i says uh, a girl who's that hot and that smart must be damaged (laughs) jesus (laughs) Uh, Damo has a problem with women. Haven't you you been able to tell Morgan? Damo's turned into, like, a character right
0: out of he's just not that into you, like what the fuck Damo's been reading Tucker Max books ugh uh,
1: so Alaric's like I'm looking for red flags her ex called her a psycho to which in Damon's support he says yeah but that comes from her ex so it doesn't count yeah that was oddly uh woke <laughs> Mm-hmm. again as I said before a guy ranting about how his ex-girlfriend's crazy always a good look <laughs> to a stranger <laughs> so uh anyways Alaric says I wonder what my exes would call me and Damon
0: says nothing they're all dead which I'm <coughs> (coughs) Surprise, Alaric doesn't stop talking to him again because of that. Yeah, that you're okay with? Jesus Christ.
1: I can't. I can't with these people. Uh, she uh, explains, yeah, well, her ex is the medical examiner, so he's dead adjacent. And Damon's like, oh, he's
0: been murdered. <laughs> murdered hardcore, baby.
1: Yeah, murdered pretty <laughs> hard. And uh, Lark's like, oh, shit. She didn't say anything about that. And Damon goes, yeah, that's red flag number two.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he brings up how, you know, old boy was staked despite being a human. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Pretty weird. And uh, Rick knows she does know about uh, vampires, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: whoever could have murdered the ex, it says in my notes. <laughs> so then, Salvatore boarding house. Uh, Stefan enters, and Klaus is there. We get a little Stefan Klaus scene. Klaus is there
0: listening to shitty music.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the music's really loud. And Stefan's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And Klaus is like, oh, I'm just enjoying our stalemate because he's the most annoying boy in the world.
0: <laughs> boy corner
1: yeah and uh, Klaus is like i want to know like what do i have to do to get my family back i did what you said my hybrids left town and stefan's like well i'm not negotiating with you and Klaus is like you know that holding them indefinitely is the same thing as dropping them in the ocean right and stefan says it is not all you have to do is leave mystic falls and give me a call in a few years and we'll talk
0: I watched that spinoff where it's just uh, (laughs) Stefan waiting by the phone. (laughs) That's it. It's just him waiting by the phone for Klaus to to call. Mm -hmm.
1: Klaus is like, look, I'm trying to give you another chance. Let's just make a reasonable deal. And Stefan's like, or what? (laughs) And he's being all threatening. And Klaus is like, oh, yeah, right. Crazy Stefan. How's that working out for you? Any
0: friends left? And I'm like, you're one to talk, bitch. (laughs) I mean, he had friends Witch friends before. They're dead, but yeah, and now I guess the boring hybrids are his friends, besides Tyler, because he's not boring. <laughs> so he, ha- he has more friends than Stefan does.
1: I guess, but like friends who weren't uh, sire bonded into being your friend. Who didn't make a qualifier for friends before? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Then we're with Bonnie and Elena and we are driving to see Bonnie's mom. And she's like dealing with the reality that she's about to see her. And Elena's like, you don't really talk about her. And she's like, what's to say? She left, never wrote, never called, not even when Grams died. She's like, could we talk about you and Damon instead? (laughs) 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 So she's like, whatever. He kissed me. It's not gonna happen again. And Bonnie asks, I mean, was it good? uh cat graham killing it and elena says it doesn't matter and bonnie tells her that means it was (laughs) (laughs)
0: love it obviously we have issues with Damon when it comes to Elena's friends and what's happening. But I love that neither Caroline nor Bonnie have judged Elena for any possible feelings, for the kissing. Like, they just want to know so they can clown on her for for the rest of their lives.
1: Yeah, they're like, the only thing they're annoyed with her about is when she lies to herself about it. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, just be honest. You want to fuck the mean hot vampire. <laughs> you want to. <laughs> just say it. Just be honest. So then Stefan calls and he like is looking for an update and he wants to be involved and elena lies and says that they're spending the night at the lake house waiting for sheriff forbes to give them more addresses and Stefan isn't really buying it but elena insists like we need a night off from your insanity and Stefan agrees to it but has found the driver's license record with bonnie's mom's address on it and has mischief in his eyes
0: even our girls who we love the most they're so fucking dumb why would you leave that Also, like, wouldn't you take it? Because it has the address on it. Yeah. (laughs) That was my thing. Did they just print out their MapQuest and go? Because... I would say they're using MapQuest because we did not get product placement for the car or actually the phone. While well, I made an AT&T joke uh, during the episode, mm-hmm. there is uh, no phone product placement. I'm like, how are they paying the bills at this point on the show? <laughs> By the way, uh, when was the last product placement? It was in season two, right? Like, have we had product
1: placement this season? There was something in three, I feel like. We, t- we talked about an AT&T phone.
0: That's a good phone to have. I swear. I mean, we always talk about AT&T phone. That's a good phone to have. Maybe I'll remember. Do they, do they have money in season three? three they might i feel like especially early season three there was like nothing so distracting <laughs> early season three is like so fucking like hardcore where i'm yeah. like they can't with this product placement distracted right? <laughs> i mean right now is the time to give us a product placement and they're not doing it come on guys i want to be sold to <laughs> i miss bing
2: you guys i miss bing, <sighs> I miss bing every
0: day. <laughs> jill what do you miss what do you feel
2: what do I miss? Yeah. yeah. What do you miss in uh, the product placement? I miss the Fi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, the episode of Pretty Little Lives I just watched was uh, Homecoming, like in f- the first season. Mm-hmm. So I realized like halfway through, like, oh, wow, this entire episode is all a means to a, a Toyota Corolla because they're like auctioning one off at Homecoming. Uh-huh. And then the next episode begins because like uh, at the end of the episode, Emily's like running from Toby because she thinks that he's like uh, Allison's killer. Right. And she like falls and everything. And the episode opens with like a Toyota Corolla. With like congratulations on it in the front of Emily's house, so she's like, (laughs) "Yes, she went to the emergency room, but at least she won a Toyota Corolla."
2: (laughs) What the
0: world's greatest consolation prize? once I realized like, wait they're doing a, a car auction at homecoming wait a Toyota Corolla he's like keep talking about how great it is like they have fucking Tori DeVito talking about like he should get this car a uh, country club um, and his boy Jesus <laughs> Christ while like yeah Tori is like menacing she's also saying wow a Toyota Corolla is so great mm-hmm. and yeah literally like the, the first shot of the next episode is the Toyota Corolla in front of Emily's house and she's like come back from the hospital injured I'm sure that was really nice for Emily to see that Toyota Corolla I think that is one of like one of the peak uh trolling pretty little liars moments where like obviously the one episode has to promote it the next one did not but they followed it up just just for the laughs,
1: <laughs> Uh you gotta laugh <laughs> so our next scene has a uh, klaus talking on the phone with his hybrid daniel who's sitting in his parked car and and getting out and going up to a house and ringing the <laughs> bell
0: <laughs> I'm just mad at them for generic Elena actor. At least when they got Scott McCall's mom to get fed on by Logan Fell. It was Scott McCall's mom. I loved seeing her. Uh,
1: So uh, Daniel's like, hey, if you ever want any of us hybrids back, you just say the word. And Klaus is like, nah, making friends with the town civil servants. You know, there's a deputy that's uh, obnoxiously chatty but useful. And he's like, are you clear on what you need to do? And um, Daniel says he is. And he meets Bonnie's
0: mom. And we... We don't know what he's gonna do about it. We don't know, and also I realize now the other issue with the hybrids being so basic. And I swear it's not a race thing. (laughs) Don't worry. No, it's because obviously we saw like other we've seen werewolves on the show, and obviously Mm. all the hybrids are werewolves turned hybrid. Mm. And like none of these hybrids look like they were ever just the werewolves because the the werewolves have a specific look.
1: Yeah, they have like an aesthetic. They have a very like earthy, crunchy granola. I love to camp aesthetic. Yeah, and none of them look like this. (laughs) They look like generic witches at best. Oh God, don't get me started on generic witches on this show. (laughs) So anyways, Elena and Bonnie arrive at Abby's uh, and it's a cute little house. It's red. It has a porch. Morgan
0: got like really turned on by this house. It was pretty. You guys, I am stuck in this apartment. I know. guys should we buy our own old witch house
2: yes (laughs) yes i would live with you guys i'm
0: sure that wouldn't be terrible i think we'd do a great job
2: we'd have a dusty old chandelier it'd be great oh my god i would love a dusty old chandelier um, Sue, so
1: Elena and Bonnie, they go up to the house and who
0: answers the door but Jamie. Jamie, uh, TV's Robert Richard, who uh, if you are a millennial, as myself, of course, you know him from Cousin Skeeter. Mm-hmm. Probably also know him from the UPN show One on One uh, with Kyla Pratt. He's been in episodes of Veronica Mars, iZombie, mm-hmm. um, Lucifer. Oh, he's in Lucifer? Yeah, he was in one of the early episodes of Lucifer. And he was also in uh, the House of Wax remake. Yeah. Oh, House of Wax. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to get you started on House of Wax. I, mean, I was just asking, you, have you seen that uh, MTV Movie Life House of Wax? I
1: have not watched it. I've just heard you recap it in loving detail. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you gotta watch it
0: on the televoid <laughs> that is an episode you guys should all listen to and then um, the Redux episode because we did a sequel you did? oh I have not seen yes it. we did uh, in which Mora loved Jared Padalecki and I felt like I was being gaslit because of how much she hid Jared Padalecki for every little thing he did in the original episode I'm like <laughs> what is wrong with you? So
1: she's taking a turn like I took on Jeremy for one episode
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird because literally every little thing you would do and he was like just being a decent or normal person she's like off we fucking sucks and then we do the redux because uh, we finally were able to see the last episode mm-hmm. and she was like oh he's so great i, just, I don't I, I don't remember that part <laughs> i'm like well you said this last time she's like i don't remember that like, I, I i don't think i said that <laughs> well people change <laughs> So, uh,
1: Elena explains to Jamie that they're looking for Abby Wilson and, uh, Jamie's like, well, she's not home. Bonnie tries to leave, but (laughs) Jamie's like, you look really familiar. And Bonnie's like, okay, well, um, Abby's my mom (laughs) and, uh, Jamie invites them in. And then, uh, they have, we have this moment where Bonnie's like, Hey, are we, um, related? (laughs) (laughs) and Jamie's like which I so
2: appreciate (laughs) yes (laughs) guys I'm really upset I'm reading a book where the love interest is the cousin and I am so upset no (laughs) so upset fantasy hurts sometimes you know so I'm glad that they cleared that up
1: (laughs) to quote my dear dear friend Hannah um she always says to me Morgan you know how I feel about incest it never works (laughs) (laughs) it's tr- anything with incest she doesn't like like um she doesn't like crimson peak she's like it has incest it never works and it uh, it uh, makes me laugh very hard because i don't think there are many people arguing that incest
0: works but she's uh, very adamant that it doesn't i have to like preface this a lot oh my my quote unquote incest face what, <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. no okay so incest is bad Anti-incest. Okay, good to be. Okay, there was a weird time in TV, and I think it was, like, early 2010s, mm-hmm. where it was, like, actors supposed to play siblings, mm-hmm. and, like, they were not doing it well.
1: Oh, a life with Derek situation, if you will. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, like, I would, like, make comments about, like, like quote-unquote shipping those characters, but, like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it was that. <laughs> I think like, I never fully, I never shipped incest. Like, one of my f- things I, like, I fucking hate mm-hmm. is like, sorry to any listeners who like this, like supernatural wincest. Mm, I think that's me. fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I would always like joke, I would like joke about like incest where like, where these actors clearly possibly <laughs> fucked, honestly. Look, we've all joked about incest. If I'm speaking out of turn for you, Jill, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was like, I think, I think what began it was on boardwalk empire <laughs> gretchen mole and, and and her son's character um fucking michael pitt yeah gretchen Mole michael pitt and it's just like when you realize oh she's his mom <laughs> and i'm like this seems wrong and also they seem like they're looking at each other like they're fucking Bonnie and clyde and then like the show revealed oh there is incest here <laughs> yikes because obviously the age is just like how is gretchen mole michael pitt's mom <laughs> And it's like, oh, she had a very, very, very young Jesus. Yeah, and it's yeah, it was a, a lot of weirdness. But like, that's my quote unquote incest face. Incest face. It, <laughs> I was just so amused by that. Look. It, it was never stupid. works. It, it never so stupid.
2: Works. <laughs> not to talk Game of Thrones, but that was my big issue with Game of Thrones, because Jamie was my favorite character and I was like, this is bullshit. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Jill, you liked Jamie Lannister? <laughs> we were I'm like, I'm a Cersei stand over here. And I'm like, she can do better than Jamie Lannister. <laughs> but, uh, neither of these things are surprising. <laughs> Morgan's like, i do not surprised by either of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you 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 two cannot shock me which is a lie
0: because you routinely do on this podcast <laughs> but those things are not shocking but here back to the show so the thing with jamie not being her sibling mm-hmm. yeah elena's reaction is so great she's like, she's like yes buddy you can fucking Yeah, they make it clear like definitely not her brother obviously like her mom raised him, but like that's it's not the same thing and it's definitely not like Barry and Iris on The Flash where they were raised together and he literally calls Joe his dad and, and Joe calls him his son and like it's not even that we don't acknowledge it like we do but then we don't acknowledge how weird it is because they were brother and sister whatever fine it's Candace Patton is, is great and I love her mm-hmm. but it's just another thing because I, I do know specifically that a lot of Bonnie fans again a lot of black body fans were fucking pissed it's like um, so her options are Jeremy, mm-hmm. <laughs> or this guy who is like her mother's son, yeah, like her Ursat sibling, yeah, yeah. That's it. I agree. Not great. It's not good. I just do love Elena being like thumbs up. He's clear <laughs> You're cool for take. Yes. Robert Richard is a very attractive man too. So like, we should all be like, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: uh, yeah. So Jamie explains that um, Bonnie's mom dated his dad and he's a deadbeat. So when they broke up, she took him in, which is really nice. And that she put her- him through school and didn't freak out when uh, he totaled her car twice. And Bonnie <laughs> says, she sounds great. And I wish this scene had more room to breathe because hearing someone excitedly tell you how great your mom, wa- your absent mom was that being a mom to them is something that's like really like tense and awful and I, I wish we could live in that a little more but like vampire diaries pacing does not dictate that yeah abby walks in and Bonnie introduces herself as her daughter yep then we go to our old lockwood cellar and we have the bill caroline and tyler the dream team if you will. Really? That's the dream team? Oh yeah, it's my dream team. We're gonna, (laughs) we're gonna cure Tyler of his sire bond. And we kind of talked about this in the chat a little bit. The idea being that if, um, Tyler has loyalty to Klaus by being thankful to him for breaking the curse and making it so he doesn't have to shift anymore, he needs to shift and feel the pain so that he no longer feels that gratitude. Which, LaToya, you said you like more than the, him being able to resist compulsion. Stuff.
0: Yeah, I feel like this makes logical sense in the way that uh, just strong mental game it doesn't make sense for me for resisting vampire compulsion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this, this is understandable and it's it goes from point A to B to C with its explanation for this, whereas everything about being able to resist vampire compulsion makes zero sense to me. Mm-hmm. Jill,
2: how did this work for you? Oh, no, this doesn't make sense to me at all. Okay. Do you want to speak on that? I like, I get what they're trying to go for, but I don't understand the process of how that would break the bond besides just like making him feel pain all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, like the explanation is that so obviously you feel grateful for Klaus, so you don't have to go through the pain of transitioning to a werewolf anymore. Uh, Tyler doesn't realize that obviously you have to do it more at this point, but like, if you can't transition enough where um, you don't feel the pain, because obviously it gets better the more you transition, mm-hmm. um, as we mm-hmm. learned from the Mason and everything, mm-hmm. then he doesn't have to feel that uh, indebted to Klaus because it's not even Klaus making it so he doesn't have to feel the pain anymore. It's himself. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I think is like a really interesting like – it's, it's an interesting idea for sure. Like it's about like owning your own trauma rather than allowing someone to kind of like wipe the slate clean for you. Mm -hmm. And it also like hypothetically, if Tyler is successful, he'll be able to like be a wolf whenever he wants easily without pain and be able to like, you know, lend his skills to any fight he wants. Like Mm -hmm. that's, he would gain mastery over himself. yeah. And then the hybrids I think would be something that would be really formidable. Mm
0: -hmm. Because yeah, if you're a hybrid, then you can turn into a wolf and you can remember everything and you can actually be in control as opposed to just normal werewolves where you're not in control yeah i get it it's not like it's not perfect
2: i mean i like i like the idea of it Mm -hmm. and i like that there is an option for him to want to be better Mm -hmm. i just don't it's not clicking in my brain quite yet
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. fair enough So then we are back to Abby's house and Bonnie is just like, you know, looking at pictures of like Jamie and his graduation gown that are here. Because again, like this is a different family's home, even if it's her mom. And Elaine is trying to check in on her and she's saying, I'm fine. I'm not here to get her back. I'm just here to get her help. And uh, Abby's trying to break the ice. She's offering baked goods. It's a whole deal. And she, uh, Elena, does a lot of uh, nice uh, Gilbert charm and <laughs> uh, tells her she's a beautiful home and all this stuff. And Abby's like, uh, Morgan, mm-hmm.
0: are we allowed to use the Gilbert charm for this instance? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably a bear. I was gonna
1: say she's like, he, she's very, like, southern in her politeness. Maybe that's more correct. <laughs> that's where it is. The Gilbert charm is for specific cases. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she uses her southern manners and uh, compliments <laughs> the house and all that stuff. And uh, Abby's like, you are just like your mom you're so sweet and she explains that uh miranda was her best friend and bonnie is like what the fuck you had a daughter and a best friend and you still left whoops which uh you're yeah, a breaking point <laughs> <laughs> uh abby's like look my best friend is why i left 15 years ago a vampire came into town looking for elena the doppelganger no one could kill him so i lured him out of town and cast a spell to desiccate him in a crypt in charlotte And that was Michael.
0: Yeah, that explains why Michael was where he was.
1: Yeah. Which is nice. It's nice to get that piece of the story fleshed out. And she says, it took every ounce of power I had. It almost killed me. I recovered, but my magic didn't. My powers never came back. And Bonnie points out, and neither did you. Abby says, well, it wasn't that simple. And she's like, it wasn't. You cast the spell. And then what? You had to teach Jamie how to drive. <laughs> and she's like, this is a mistake. You don't have magic. You can't help us. And she tries to leave, but Bonnie begs her to stay and says, um, Wait, am I say, did I say Bonnie begs Bonnie to stay? I'm crazy. Uh, Abby <laughs> <did>. begs Bonnie <laughs> to stay and uh, talk to her. And
0: Elena agrees to wait outside. And who is outside but Seven? Uh, so Abby is obviously uh, short for Abigail, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Bonnie short for Bonnegale? <laughs> i <I'm sorry>. Probably. <laughs> I had to make the dumb joke. Bonnegale. <laughs> Bonnegale Bennett. <laughs> uh, we have fun. We love to have fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Speaking of having fun, Damo stalks Alaric's new, not even girlfriend, like, this is such, insa- such an insane thing to do to a woman Alaric has had one lunch with. Seriously. He stalks her, finds her in the hospital, and Meredith's like, what are you doing here? And he says, oh, just stroll in the halls. You know, I like to wave to newborns through the window.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
0: Uh, he should be banned from the hospital. <laughs> yeah. he so should be weird. on a list. <laughs>
1: Yeah, David should be on a lot of lists. So Damon says, oh, I'm sorry about your boyfriend. Animal attack. Brutal. <laughs> and Meredith's like, yeah, ex-boyfriend. I'm still processing. And Damon's like, I just thought I might come by and tell you it wasn't an animal attack. But then I realized you signed the death certificate. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> Questionable dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Possible dun-dun-dun. Meredith's like, what? You'd rather I like write that he was staked like a fucking vampire? And she's like, why do you even care about this? And he's like, because Rick likes you. And if you're a psychopath, that would really suck for him. <laughs> I mean, he can only have one psychopath in his life, and it's Damon. Yeah. I'm the only crazy bitch in Alaric's life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, David says, I think psychopaths are incredibly high maintenance, which takes one to know one. <laughs> And uh, Meredith's like, if you care about your friend, you should figure out how he came into the ICU on his deathbed and walked out an
0: hour later without a scratch. Which isn't uh, actually, a, I would say, not a threat, which is her way of saying that she's actually good, but Damon's an idiot. Yep. So Damon tries to leave,
1: but Meredith felt, stabs him with Vervain and uh, steals his blood and runs away. Yeah uh David's a fucking idiot <laughs> he's so stupid and she's
0: wild I will admit in this scene I will say though later when he's like she took my blood I'm like dude she even basically said yeah I used vampire blood to save Rick <laughs> so yep <laughs> <laughs> you, you stupid idiot
1: oh dummies 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 so then back with the dream team Tyler is like having trouble transforming at will, you know, like it's, it's the idea that it's like, you know, like yeah. holding your hand on a hot stove. It's really painful. And uh, Caroline is trying to stick up for him saying, like, can you just rest? And Bill's like, no, we're doing it my way. You should go. And the,
0: the men banish her. It's not the same as the bullshit he pulled with Caroline. And I feel like they're kind of almost trying to pretend like, this is just how far he's willing to go. Mm-hmm. Like, either way, it's like, this makes sense again, mm-hmm. going this far. And it's not like him torturing Tyler. Yeah. You know? Maybe Super. he was actively like doing this to Tyler somehow like forcing him to turn without his will it'd be the same thing in a, in a way yeah but he's agreed but to that's this. not what it is yeah this is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to what was happening before which was just fucking conversion nonsense mm-hmm. that was bullshit
1: uh then we move a little bit into the gray area where bill starts uh hitting him with an axe
0: i mean <laughs> as we know uh tyler responds to uh father's trying to fight him i mean i oh, guess it's, uh not a good time he's like get angry it's it's in you.
1: All I can think of was Jack Donaghy's uh, psych-up speech. Is it in you? I'm loving it. <laughs> but anyways, he hits Tyler and Tyler gets real mad and starts shifting again. Because Bill's like, your bond to Klaus is putting my daughter in danger. So I either you turn or I kill you. Which again, uh, a little harsh. More than a little harsh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy with Tyler right now, but I, I don't think he should be threatened by
0: adults. <laughs> I mean, that's Tyler's thing. That's Tyler's constant, at least. He's used to it. I mean, we know he's used to it, but at what cost? So then we're
1: back at Abby's house and Abby's very complimentary of Bonnie um, saying that she's grown into a beautiful young woman, which is true, but Bonnie doesn't want to hear it. She says, I just want to know the truth. Why didn't you come home? And Abby explains, I had no magic and I was in a new city and I realized I had a chance to be someone else. You know, Abby Wilson, the woman, not Abby Bennett, the witch. And she's like, look, you had your dad and your grams and your grams is way better at this stuff than I am. And that's when we realize she doesn't know that grams is dead and cat Graham is so good in this scene she like really tries to she does a really good job playing like trying to keep a lid on the the pain and the sadness and she like you know a tear slips out it's really good it makes me really sad uh
0: so do you want to know the connection between At least two of Bonnie's relatives, Mm, please. So, Persia White uh, was in an episode of Saved by the Bell: The New Class Mm -hmm. back in the day. This was not a season, though, that had Bianca Lawson. Surprisingly, Mm. Um, so (laughs) that's that's a fun thing. Which also, yeah, one of like um, Persia's first things was Saved by the Bell: The New Class, which gives you an age perspective. Mm. She's like a few years older than Bianca, Mm -hmm. and they're both still looking great, obviously. Yeah, and yeah, there's uh, an eleven year. Age difference between her and Joseph Morgan, by the way. Oh wow, good for her. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you couldn't tell, right? She's eleven years older than Joseph Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She looks phenomenal. Black. Do not crack, baby. (laughs) Correct.
1: (laughs) So then Abby also starts to cry. She's very upset. She's like, well, she raised you right. I'm sure she would have been proud of you. And she's like, well, you know my story. What's yours? And Bonnie explains that she had the dream. She's like, but if you don't have any magic, then things are kind of useless to me. Yeah. But Abby's like, well, not spells, but like the earth provides herbs and stuff. There might be something. (laughs) Bonnie's like I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, herbs uh, as we have we learned early in season three are really good. Also, I'm sorry I I did math wrong. It's nine year age difference between her and Joseph, but still, still, congrats, still a big one. So then outside, uh, Stefan and Elena
1: are being angsty at each other, and Stefan's like, "Did you really think I wouldn't find out?" And Elena says, "Honestly, I didn't care." <laughs> kind of rules, and Stefan's like, "This is why I didn't want you in the loop." And Elena says, yeah, because now you can't do whatever you want. Stefan kicks a chair <laughs> and it alerts Jakey to his presence. <laughs> it, uh, it's pretty funny him kicking the chair. Like, mm-hmm. Come on, come on. so he's like get out of here jamie and jamie's like no stefan chokes him and is like you get upstairs before i rip your damn throat out and elaine is like what the fuck you don't realize how bad you've gotten and stefan's like no this is good actually (laughs) and elaine still
0: (laughs) agrees i do agree I mean, I agree as well. But I mean, it's it is it's not not always hot. but um I mean, uh, <laughs> Joe, because you're uh, editing the Miss Mystic Falls episode, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you gotten to us being very problematic with our Stephen and Thirst?
2: Yes. hmm <laughs> How's And that's when I'm mass? disappointed in myself because I didn't <laughs> join in. Which, like, <laughs> I'm a dumbass.
1: Are we so
0: bad? I feel like if we find a hot after hot, is that illegal? Morgan, I was like, we were so bad, we need to fix this. <laughs> I've not listened to it since, but I know at the time I was like, everything we said was bad. We need to like say something.
1: If you need uh, me to 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 re-record some not horny stuff, please let me know.
0: <laughs> I will let you you know. Jill, you can slip in and add some things, being like, actually, I think he's hot. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Actually, this is me from the future, and he's very hot right here.
0: (laughs) I mean, maybe you You should should do some of that. Like, yeah, some, uh, hey guys, this is Jill from the future. Just letting you know, I have a better mic, and also, Stefan was very hot right here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Also, I was fucking stupid. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm in support of this. If you would like to do it, I think you should.
0: I think got... we used to get some like future Jill drops in episodes. We would. I, I don't want to include a Tyler one because I want the Tyler one to be a surprise for everyone. Please, oh my boy, yeah.
2: my boy, you're so
0: upset with your season one self.
2: I really am, you guys. I, ugh. I would hate me. <laughs> no. no, Jill, no. Jill, no. <laughs> I won't
0: allow this slander. <laughs> it's so You're funny. wonderful. <laughs> I mean, Jill, you were great, but uh, Jill's complained about herself. Has been like, I was so boring. Oh no, so I hated Tyler. was wrong with me. And how, I, how was I so wrong with Miss Mystic Falls? <laughs> it's
1: upsetting. Look, I'll agree on the Miss Mystic Falls thing.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the one we can agree on. <laughs> History will not look kindly back on you. Jill. <laughs> The Tyler one was acceptable for season one. Mm-hmm. That's the character where you could be like, well, they're not better until later, as opposed to Carol.
1: Yes. So, Stefan and Elena are having their fight, and then out comes Jamie with a big old shotgun. He has been compelled and uh, told that Stefan is not supposed to be here. So, he shoots him with wooden buckshot. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bonnie's like, what the fuck, and runs to go see what's going on. And Abby, with her herbs, rubs them into her hands and then puts them over. Bonnie's mouth
0: and she like passes out she doesn't say chloroform but like she does she basically does yeah
1: (laughs) so then in Alaric's apartment Alaric is just like lifting
0: weights in this sea. his (laughs) home is just the gym where they drink now which is like all right that's an interesting brand (laughs) is he still paying rent I guess like the house is paid for so he's not paying for that but like Mm -hmm. he's still paying rent for a home he doesn't live in it's his gym (laughs) So Alaric sees David and is like, what are you doing here? Um, And he's like, uh, looking for a bunny. (laughs) You're good for it. He's looking in a pot. That way it makes sense. Not just a bunny in in general. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's doing a a fatal attraction riff. Yes. And then he pours bourbon into a coffee mug and not a glass. (laughs) Which I'm like, are all the glasses dirty? What's happening here? I don't know if Alaric has glasses. (laughs) Alaric has bourbon. He has glasses. Fair enough.
1: So Alaric is like, are you still obsessed with Meredith? Don't you have an original (laughs) vampire to care about? And David's teasing. Him. He's like, "No, you need to do ten more of those if you want to buff up." <laughs> and uh, David says, "Your doctor vervain me and blood me." And Alaric's like, "What the fuck? When did you even see her?" And David says, "Oh my god, I went to the hospital to accuse her of killing her ex-boyfriend." <laughs> and then Damon doesn't get why Alaric's mad at him. Mm-hmm. And uh, David's like, "Look, I proved your theory. Diagnosed psycho case. You're welcome." <laughs> Amo's a
0: fucking idiot. Meanwhile, he didn't think about the part where she's like, wait, how did Rick heal if if it wasn't his ring? Mm -hmm. Huh. She took my blood. Huh. (laughs) Fucking idiot. Bunch of dumb boys.
1: (laughs) Meanwhile, at Abby's house, uh, Jamie's tying Elena up. Uh, Stefan is writhing on the ground in pain. (laughs) And Bonnie is nowhere to be found uh, because Abby is pulling her into her car unconscious no thanks then tyler is uh is turning and the steel chains are not uh, strong enough to hold him and he is like you gotta run billy boy <laughs> but bill is not fast enough uh he gets
0: a chomp luckily he's not a vampire so he's uh not gonna get <laughs> the hallucinations i don't know if klaus would help caroline's dad maybe yes <laughs> <asked> very nicely <laughs>
2: No. <laughs> uh,
1: so anyways, on the road, Abby meets with hybrid Daniel and uh, they do the handoff. And she explains, Jamie did uh, shoot Stefan, but there's no way Bonnie's going to talk now. I tried. And Daniel's like, well, maybe you should try again. <laughs> Bonnie comes to, she's pissed. <laughs>
0: yeah. And also one more thing about uh, basic uh, hybrid Daniel. Mm-hmm. As much as we uh, shit on the red shirtness of him, it makes a lot of sense because casting other actors actors for that would be a lot like c- casting locals is just easier
1: yeah it's it costs less money to not have to fly people out and the rates that you pay atlanta actors are significantly lower than
0: the ones you have to pay la cast so yeah yeah you can imagine in season four they probably had a higher budget and that's what allowed it to happen yeah as a result especially since again they knew they were going to do a spinoff mm-hmm. so they're like here they just—it was like it's like uh, Mikey Day as Netflix, just throwing money at them. <laughs> yes. So
1: then Abby explains to Bonnie that she uh, muted her magic with those herbs, but Bonnie's like she's worried. She wants to know where Elena is, and Abby's like she'll be fine. Everyone's gonna be fine. Just tell me where the coffins are, because if you don't that man compelled Jamie to kill himself. Mm -hmm. So Bonnie is like super horrified. And she says, I can't do that. This goes beyond you and me. And Abby says, all you need to do is tell me where, then we'll have held up our end of the bargain, please. And she uses her phone, texts Bonnie and hands it to her. And the text message says, warn your friends.
0: Yeah. Uh, Abby is clearly down on herself as on the type of what she was, but she's smart enough to know uh, the loopholes in compulsion. Mm-hmm. So that's what she does here.
2: My question is, how did she warn her friends? The like,
0: phone? She- oh, she, she texted Damon to at least get rid of the...
2: And just like made sure that what's his face didn't see it.
0: What Bonnie did was text Damon. That's why the one coffin ends up gone. Mm-hmm. That, that's right. the, the warning that was happening. Yeah. yeah, and um, Right.
2: In my mind, I just can't imagine that the uh, hybrid would be cool with Bonnie texting.
0: She could be asking, hey, where's the, the coffin? Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's fair. Yeah, maybe they did that. I really, I appreciate Abby being like smart here and on her toes and doing all the right stuff. Like I think a worse character would not be able to do that. So that I think is like a credit where credit is due situation. It's cool that Abby's smart here.
0: Yes, and here I remember what I was going to say, which is that um, as we've noted before, witches can't be compelled. Like, So that, that shows you like Abby's magic is fully gone. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not like a, a body lost her powers but then she'll like get them back eventually type of thing it's like no her magic's just fucking gone she can't commune with dead witches none of that that's why she has to chloroform her daughter with the herbs <laughs> oh my god
1: Uh, Meanwhile, back at Abby's, Elena is like trying to break the ropes that she's uh, tied up with. And Stefan is like, again, still lying on the ground, writhing in pain. (laughs) Jamie's worried. Like Abby isn't called. Elena's begging to be let go. And he's like, please don't do anything. Jamie is just like, look, I don't know why I shot him. I don't know why I'm holding the gun. But If you move or do anything, I'll shoot him again. I like Jamie. I like Jamie too. Like this is a, he's very scared here. And this is uh, not fair to happen to him. Um, He explains that a man came by earlier, gave him wooden buckshot, and said if anyone got in their way, they were supposed to shoot him. And uh, he also said that if Abby doesn't find the location of the coffins, he's supposed to shoot himself.
0: Which, yikes. Yeah, Jamie, I like. I don't know if I really had too many opinions on him before. But I will say also, taking it back to race, because that's what we're doing this episode, apparently. Mm-hmm. So both Persia White and Robert Richard are uh, definitely very well-known um, to Black viewers of the show. So I'm kind of like, we couldn't give them the bigger parts? Because this is a couple years, I know now four at this point, I think, after Girlfriends for Persia mm-hmm. and Yeah, Girlfriend is a huge show and one-on-one like ended like at the end of UPN before it became the CW, obviously. So like these are kind of I'm sure most Vampire Diaries fans who are not uh, black, of course, don't know like how big these shows were, but like they were very big shows. So these are kinda like very small roles for both of these actors, strangely.
1: And they're they're also like people I'm sure they, they had to pay quite a bit more than we paid hybrids exactly. and things like that. Like these are people with quotes. Mm-hmm. Which means that, you know, they're people you it it, uh, it behooves you to give good material to
0: to get your money's worth. And I don't know if the show necessarily did that despite they clearly had to pay a lot for both of them, especially Persia. Yeah,
1: which it's interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this again and kind of seeing if there's something they clearly like attempted and missed because right now, other than like the fact that it sucks that we're three seasons in and learning about Bonnie's like family, uh, which feels like we should have done earlier because she's an important character. So far, I, I guess I don't have huge problems yet. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe I'll yeah. like it more this time.
0: Yeah, so far I'm liking it more, but like there are still... Issues. obviously. Yeah.
1: So then uh, Elena is talking to Jamie and is like, okay, what about me? What were you told about me? And Jamie says, I'm not supposed to hurt you. And Elena does something very smart, which is go, oh, but these ropes are so tight that I am being hurt. (laughs) And he runs to help her and she releases herself, grabs the gun and knocks him out with it, which rolls. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that does fucking rule, actually. It's so cool. Yeah, uh, Elena is the other person who like, is like, let's think about the compulsion rules and find the loophole. Just mm-hmm. so good.
1: It's great. Like that kind of stuff is so good. Like the back of the show is all of that so well established. It can show you them kind of like skirting the rules and messing with it. Like, and you know exactly what she's doing. Like, that's good that's clear. That's high-quality rock and roll music. And I love it. So, she drops to her knees, rushes over to Stefan and is like, "What do I do?" And he's like, "Every time I move, the wood shifts inside me. I can feel it scraping against my heart. You need to pick the pieces out." <laughs> and
0: we're both, we're just like, "Let's go into detail about why this is so stupid." <laughs> Get some
1: fucking tweezers, move somewhere where there is light. It is dark right now. Elena what the fuck? Your dad was a doctor. You know things. <laughs>
0: this is suboptimal. Seriously, just, just move him. Or get a flashlight, get the tweezers. Again, there's no way Abby doesn't have tweezers. Everyone has tweezers.
2: Joe, <laughs> so you got tweezers? I do, but like in her defense, she's not familiar with this woman's house. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know she where doesn't she keeps
0: look- her tweezers. You look in the bathroom first and you'll find some tweezers, motherfucker. <laughs>
1: I might have been, like, at least take him inside. That's the thing. I'd want to be able to see the
0: stuff. I feel like that's even
1: more important than the tweezers.
0: I want an entire scene in real time of Elena dragging Seven's body to the house. Yes, please. He'd be so pissed. (laughs) It'd be hilarious. Or, like,
1: go get a flashlight or turn the light on on your phone. I don't know. Anyways. (laughs) All I want is uh, the full scene from Game Night with uh, Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman when she's removing the bullet. His arm uh, with Nina Dobrev and Paul Wesley, that would actually be the best
0: thing in the world. But also, I want a version of the scene where she's just dancing with a gun to Third Eye Blind uh, on the show. I don't know who has to do it, but I want to see it.
2: Yes. <laughs> Cast of Vampire Diaries uh, reenact all of Game Night. That would be so good. Jill, have you seen Game Night? I sure have. I love Game Night.
0: Game Night is so fucking good. That year, I was able to put it on like one of like, the top 10 movies uh, uh, for Up Rocks, and I was very proud of myself. Hell yes. How can that be profitable for Frito Lay. <laughs> Jesse Plemons is
1: a gift.
0: Oh well, yes, uh, and Kirsten Dunst knows that. <laughs> yes, she
1: does. I did. You guys watch um, him talking about her at her Walk of Fame star dedication ceremony? No. And uh, experience true love. Uh, he calls her keeks. <laughs> oh my I god! Screamed. He says all this really lovely stuff about. He's like, I've been so lucky to observe your work as like a fan as your co-worker, and later as your husband. Like, I know for a fact how hard you work and, like, everything you do to prepare, like, at work and at home. Like, and I'm just still constantly amazed by you. You're wonderful. You deserve this. And I was just like... <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I'm about to cry now. Those things yeah. you say. I couldn't handle it. It was too lovely <laughs> we love the plan when fucking Elma was gonna do like uh kirsten Dunce like marathon thing and i wanted to go but then the world ended <laughs> fucked up
1: <laughs> um back at old witch house damon and klaus uh have a little uh standoff and uh first klaus uh starts off uh very poorly by uh insulting all the witches <laughs> and uh what a fucking idiot witch house And Damon's like, insulting dead witches? Not smart. I mean, I made the exact same mistake the first time I came in here, but... And every time after. And Klaus gets a big ol' ouchie. (laughs) Oh yeah. And he says, you know, the funny thing about witches is that in living or death, they care about their own. Because a th- hundred dead witches have a thousand living
0: descendants. And I have no problem killing every last one of them. And you know what? They are not upset until he threatens uh, the Bennett line. That's when it is. So Emily, honestly, <laughs> Emily's the one who's leading the charge because, uh, you know, she's a little crafty bitch. I love the idea of Emily being like, everyone be cool. (laughs) God, not again with your damn, your damn descendant. Bonnie is on thin ice with us. How can we convey that more clearly to you? God, you made me stop talking to her, but now, now Klaus is threatening her. Ugh, goofs. And then all the other witches were like, I must go. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So Klaus,
1: uh, now that he has threatened the witches, now that he's threatened a hundred ghosts, is like, now show me the coffins. And suddenly he can see them. And Klaus is like, okay, one, two, three. Hmm? Where's number four? And he starts screaming at the room to show him. What a little piss (sighs) baby. The pissiest baby a piss. Yeah. And Damon's like, well, here's the thing. Uh, It's not here. Bonnie gave me a heads up, and I didn't have enough time to get all four, but I did have time to get one. And uh, Klaus screams at him. He does a pretty violent threat. He says, I'll tear you limb from limb. And only then when you're a writhing mass of blood and flesh, will I rip your heart from your
2: chest. Yikes. Uh, Sexy. He <laughs> <laughs> growled in this scene. Were you okay, Joe? Oh, he, yeah, I pointed it out. He sure does growl. <laughs> and, uh, Jill, when he
0: when he growls, do you even listen to what he's saying? You're just like, no. growl? No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Once he starts growling, I'm like, oh no.
0: I feel like Morgan will be a I mean, sorry, I feel like Jill will be a big fan of the originals. Yes.
2: <laughs> Does he do a lot of growling?
0: give you a spoiler. He yells a lot. he he's he's the, the lead of his own show, Jill. What do you think? <laughs> do you think he stops growling all of a sudden? I hope not. <laughs> uh, I will say one thing, um, which I guess is kind of a spoiler, but like it's not like a spoiler that will ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Which is that. Um, so Klaus likes to paint, <laughs> and at a certain point, he's painting with the blood of his enemies. Oh my god! <laughs> an extra ass bitch.
2: Oh my god! I
1: love him. Yeah, Jill's gonna love the originals. God, it, she's she's not gonna be able to handle things that are going to happen. She's oh god, Jill.
0: Uh, <laughs> I like I can't verbalize anymore. There's so much in your future. We've been oh. waiting to get to this point, and now that we are, oh God. Baby girl. It's not disappointing. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we told oh, you. No. We told you.
1: Yeah. Uh so David Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> you should be. Yeah. Our scene ends with Damon reminding Klaus about a little thing called Leverage. (laughs) And he's like, you want your family back? Something tells me you want whatever's in that coffin a lot more. And Damon is King Leverage of Leverage Mountain. So at Mystic Falls uh, Hospital, uh, we have Alaric run into Meredith. And Alaric's like, hey, want to tell me what you're up to? (laughs) And Meredith's like, so you talked to Damon? And he's like, yes. (laughs) Yes. And she's like, I'm sorry, he wasn't supposed to wake up so soon. I used enough vervain to sedate him for hours. And then Rick tells her about how the salvager boys are insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, he like drinks like vervain every day so people like you don't get the jump on him. And Meredith responds with, I'm not crazy, Rick, which is
0: wild because no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we all know, people who aren't crazy always say, I'm not crazy. I mean... If only she got, got, like, a little crazy after saying that, I feel like, Morgan, you'd be on board. I would. I wish she was a little crazy. Yeah, because, like, it'd be, just give her a little edge of craziness while we're questioning if she's crazy.
1: Look, do I love the idea of, uh, I'm, no, I'm not gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna say something. I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> So, anyways, Meredith repeats, "I'm not crazy," and Alaric says, "Really? What are you? I'm a vampire." And then, uh, and then a body's brought in, you know, severely injured. And she says, "You want to know? Stick around." And then Alaric just goes, "Is that Bill Forbes?" <laughs> Alaric is out of the fucking loop, and I shriek with laughter. Then back at Abby's, Elena is pulling wooden buckshot out of Stefan's chest with her fingers in a dirty
0: barn. I mean, at least it won't infect infect him because he is dead already. He is. Uh, And Elena yells, I'm just trying to help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stefan is not amused. He's like, get it out, get it out. And Elena says, keep screaming. Maybe I'll feel sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) god Ooh, <laughs> <That's the girl. laughs> i love her and stefan as she show so she finally gets it out and stefan's like ah okay i'm fine uh and but he looks up he says you've changed something's different about you you're stronger you're tougher jill you didn't like this i liked this do you want to talk I did not like it yeah she says that I'll, I'll finish their kind of like couplet here she's like you're not the only one who changed we all had to and stefan says it's good though so what did you think of that? Why didn't you like it is, that guess, my question.
2: Um, because he's not allowed to be impressed with her anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Do
0: obviously- you feel like he was being condescending?
2: Yeah. Mm.
0: I, I kind of like it because I think it, it hints
1: at the kind of future they could have post this if they fix stuff. The idea that, like, she had to harden... But he doesn't find her any less like wonderful or impressive. Like I I, I I, see this as like a moment where he's like, oh, shit, you've changed in a way that makes me really respect you, especially because this change is such a choice. Like she has like this whole season so far, at least like per Rick's instructions, she's like been working out. I appreciate like all of the times they've like kind of tapped this and reminded us of this that Elaine is trying to change and trying to adapt to her new life. And I just mm-hmm. like that he likes it. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think that's uh, very
0: yeah. hot. But um it's him, me. <laughs> It's him realizing finally that she really does not need to be saved by him ever. Mm-hmm. That at least that my yeah. is my take on it. Or and LaJoy seems to agree. Yeah. It's a little condescending in a way, but uh, yeah, I think that is ultimately what they are meaning to convey.
2: Yeah. But I also, my issue is because it is alluding to a future that could be, I don't want that future. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in that. <laughs> not to
1: put words in your mouth, but do you do you kind of feel like, yeah, I had to change to deal with your bullshit. Like you don't yeah. get to like the way I adapted to deal with pain you dealt me.
2: I'm very glad that you can... read my brain because I don't know how to put things into words but that was it yes
0: good I think that's really fair so you don't know how to put things into words and now you're podcast famous (laughs) good god you guys I don't know how to speak
1: (laughs) oh my god I don't say anything coherent on this podcast
2: (laughs) all I say is he's
0: hot I mean, that's what people are coming here for. Also, people uh, love our love of the ladies of the show, which is good. Ooh, they do? Good. Yeah, they do. Hell yeah.
1: That's the correct response. Good. There is not a lot of like, like queer lady content to be had uh, in these. So I'm glad that we're taking it back. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that does change. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there's some gays coming.
2: Some gays? <laughs> Give me the gays.
0: <laughs> well, don't get too excited, Jesus.
1: Yeah, not they're not all created equal. <laughs> so, yeah, I think this is kind of cool, but then Elena immediately decides to level with Stefan and is like, hey, you should know something. I kissed Damon. <laughs> and uh, Stefan, like, leaves.
0: He shuts down. He's like, Bye. <laughs> Doesn't even say bye. He's just like, he's very silent for a long time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing where
1: I'm like, you have no fucking right. <laughs> so then back at the hospital, Meredith and Alaric are looking at Bill, who is seemingly doing better, I guess. Not that I can visually tell. <laughs> Alaric's like, what happened to him? And Meredith says, found in the woods, an actual animal attack. Bite mark, I mean, ashes, technically, yeah. blood. <laughs> technically, it was an actual animal attack. <laughs> and Alaric says, "Is he gonna make it?" And Meredith says, "Not on his own." So she takes some of Damon's blood, puts it into a syringe, and shoots Bill with it. And is like, "You want to know my secret? I cheat. I'm a doctor, and I hate when people die. So when I have the ability to do something about it, I do." Which again, just like feels like a
0: CBS procedural setup, and maybe that is why I don't like it. Well, I feel like you you should have liked it because earlier, when you, you're like, you're a fell. You didn't get to being a doctor on your own merit. <laughs> she confirmed that you were correct. Yeah, I'm like, are you a
1: good doctor though? Because <laughs> like, do you now just like do this instead of trying? <laughs> but Alaric seems horny for it. So who am I? What, what do I know? Again, Tori Dorito, attractive woman. Oh yeah, she's very pretty.
0: <laughs> I mean, it could just be
1: that. He just finds her very hot. <laughs> It could be just the uh, the new girl thing where uh, Megan Fox makes the drink and leaves and they're all like, that was magic. And Alex, <laughs> did anyone else just see a hot girl pour herself a drink and leave? She's a thief. <laughs> <laughs> Nick has a crush on a thief. Nassim <laughs> the Pedrad, you guys. Uh, so Elaine and Stefan uh, finally have a, have a little chat. She's like, can you say something? And he says... I shouldn't have kidnapped you. (laughs) To which she replies, thank you. But he says, "But you shouldn't have lied to me today. You can't go off and do stuff like this, not while Klaus is alive." And uh, Elaine explains. She says, "I know. I just wanted to give Bonnie a moment with her mother without everything else getting in the way." And this seems to hit Stefan pretty hard because he like clarifies, "Without me getting in the way, like th- this is like new for Stefan—the idea that he's being excluded from things he's too volatile to like be allowed near." And I think that's the first thing that kind of, like, hurts him is being treated like Damon, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I like that delineation here. And she's like, look... I didn't plan on kissing him because she knows that's why he's mad. And he says, you're better than this, Elena. You're better than both of us. And he leaves. And I'm like, who's going to give Elena a ride?
0: (laughs) Well, I I was thinking about that. And I remembered. oh, yeah, Bonnie's car is still there because they left in uh, not her car, actually. They're both silver, but it was Abby's car they left in. But does Elena have keys to that car? (laughs) I don't think Bonnie had keys on her because, no, Bonnie was driving. Was she? Uh, But Bonnie, yes, Bonnie was driving. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, but I think Bonnie probably did not have the keys on her because, you know, she got chloroformed. Yeah, they're probably in her purse. She'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyways, on the road,
1: Bonnie, we have this uh, this Bonnie and Abby scene and uh, Bonnie explains, like, Elena's on her way, Jamie's safe. And Abby's like, do you think the hybrid will come back? And Bonnie's like, no, you kept your end of the bargain. Klaus usually keeps his. And he says, I can't believe you're willing to do all this for Jamie and he's not even your family. And Abby says, well, he is. I know that's hard for you to hear, but it doesn't mean I don't care about you. I want to help you. So uh, she explains that when she put Michael down, her magic didn't just leave. It drifted away. The longer she stayed away from Bonnie, the weaker it got. She says, I think nature was punishing me for abandoning you. Maybe
2: you could help
0: me get it back. How do you guys feel about this? The show punished a black woman for leaving her
2: family. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not great. I
0: didn't realize that this episode would bring up so many things for me. I'm sorry, but like, no, that's why it, it, this episode has brought up so many things for me.
1: It's uh, very fair. Um, I would argue this is what Abby wanted at the time. It's still a like a magical punishment. Mm-hmm.
0: That's also the other issue with uh, so many of the witches on the show being black women. Yeah. So in general, a lot of magic uh, punishing them for their choices made.
1: Yeah, it. Uh, it's not a good look. Yeah. So uh, Bonnie's like, I thought you said you didn't want your magic anymore. And Abby says, I don't. But if it's what you wanted, I would do that for you. Which I don't know. I don't. I just don't know if I buy. Like, I think this is my biggest sticking point here is because I don't like what is she if she didn't care why did what's changed for her now
0: she's seen Bonnie like that's the only thing that's tangibly changed right I don't know if it's so much didn't care but I just like unlike Bonnie she made the choice not to be part of these people's Mm -hmm. magic bullshit because like maybe she saw and they don't say it, but like I can understand if we're, we're doing a, like a one-to-one parallel with, with Bonnie mm. maybe she saw that like it wasn't going to stop at the Michael of it all
1: yeah but because I guess it's just it's maybe it's not caring it's the right word if she decided to prioritize her own autonomy over being a mom but then decided to be a mom to someone else and Bonnie showed up and that distance might make her magic, like the distance going away might make her magic come back. I just, I I wish they had spent more time forging a kind of connection between them or, or showing Abby's like regret and why she's how she's changed now and what's different. Like that, that maybe the kind of thing. I think more time would have given us.
0: Maybe it would have been more of an asshole move for Abby if she'd stayed with uh, Bonnie longer mm-hmm. and then left. But maybe at least if um, you could tell it was like a difficult decision, whereas as opposed to like leaving when she was like very young at three, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, where it's like Bonnie has like zero memories of her. Honestly, mm-hmm. maybe that would have helped. It would have opened up a different can of worms. Yeah, maybe it would have helped the story slightly
1: yeah it's just it's some strange choices i mean like you have to i guess when you don't introduce a character for this long you have to i mean this is the choice they made
0: like it's odd also i'm sorry real quick i just want to check uh ages real quick for both uh Bertha white and uh, jasmine guy thank you because yes jasmine guy would play her her mother apparently mm-hmm. <laughs> yep 10 years 10
2: years yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh,
0: Uh, man. They do use the excuse of witches aging slower and using their magic to do that. Mm -hmm. This is true. And also black don't crack. But like, again, 10 years. (laughs) 10 years. Because the joke has always been Jasmine Guy playing a grandmother anyway. Yes. (laughs) That's always been the joke. Oh, yeah. She does not look like a grandmother.
1: So then back at Mystic Falls Hospital, Tyler and Bill have a little scene and uh, Tyler's like, hey, you're better. And Bill's like, yeah, I shouldn't be, but I didn't have any say in the matter, which is grim as hell. <laughs> He's like, I was drugged against my will with a magical substance I would never consume of my own free will. That's fucked. So uh, Tyler's like, sorry about uh, the chomp. <laughs> and Bill says, I knew the risks. <laughs> I
0: had to know you. I'm sorry. Bill is the character they allowed to say say the line, which at this point was a meme.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "How do you feel, Tyler?" And Tyler says, "I feel different. I feel a little more myself." And Bill's like, "Great. Then we'll keep going." And Tyler's like, "Excuse me." <laughs> and Bill's like, "Yeah. To break the sire bond, you have to turn and turn and turn until it's painless. And for my what I saw today, we're still a long way off." <laughs> and Tyler's like, "Excuse me." <laughs> And Bill's like, yeah, you got to do it. And if you don't, I'm not going to ever
0: let you anywhere near my daughter again. (laughs) Zoinks. Which, uh... First of all, Bill does not get to choose who uh, gets to know his daughter, because fuck Bill. At the same time, like he is right b- about the rest of it.
1: <laughs> I'm oddly on Bill's side here, where I'm like, we do have to get this taken care of.
0: <laughs> we gotta nip this in the bud, baby. Yeah, but maybe we can find a yeah. little bit of a better way to do it.
2: <laughs> not get happy better. to be on Bill's side, but...
0: <laughs> I mean, it's quicker to get to Bill's side than it was to get on uh, John Gilbert's side. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in terms of bad dads on the show.
1: Bad dads do good. <laughs> i make those bad dads do good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Leighton Meester, come on the show and sing Bad Dads Do Good. <laughs> uh, Leighton Meester, come on the pod. I'll be normal. Leighton Meester... you will not i won't Uh, (laughs) you know i was told that her second album was coming soon and then the world went to shit and i think the world going to shit has fucked that up for us no wait wait. mister come on the pod i don't know if you've ever seen vampire diaries you don't need to i know that like paul is like one of adam's best friends but like oh really i don't know if you ever see the show yes (laughs) that's uh that's a lot to take it there's a picture that i love which is like paul and adam like coming from the store like with like a 12 pack of beer and it makes me so happy okay i'm gonna need a link to that photo but uh yeah, i'm gonna find <laughs> it right i'm gonna find it right now hold on thank you where is it where is it where is it, where is it? Where is it? uh yes <laughs> i found it oh god paul shorts adam chat. oh Two i'm so pictures. okay so here's number one okay <laughs> Oh, my. Where's,
2: where's number <gasps> two?
1: Paul Wesley huge shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Good for th- this. It is 2011, like, right? <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Just getting some Amstel light with my I mean, bro. it might be a
0: little earlier because Paul kind of still looks thick. Uh That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So it might be pre Vampire Diaries, is what I'm saying. Mm. The
1: shorts are so big. Oh right, because they were on the OC together. Okay, all right. Yeah, so that, yeah they've been
0: like yeah, but like French since then. Makes sense.
1: So then Alaric uh, shows off his uh, weapons collection to Meredith, and he's like, "You want to know my secret? I'm
0: fucking cool." <laughs> <laughs> A semi-retired vampire hunter, as though that's not, like, the biggest turn-on. Yeah, it's like, fuck you. Like, like
1: Meredith's like, here's the secret. I'm a shitty doctor, and I use magic. And uh, Lark's like, oh, here's my secret. I'm the fucking hottest. Like, how dare you? (laughs) so uh, alaric's like i just want to be honest you know no secrets and Meredith's like okay then how did you survive getting hit by a truck Was it vampire blood and because no it's this ring and she's like ooh, a vampire hunter who can't be killed by vampires convenient and she starts to take the ring off but alaric
0: stops
2: her <laughs> that's such a bold move i know
0: that's not yours this is also where i made the joke that like the fucking gilbert's were like the biggest assholes (laughs) because like they didn't share their magic ring with anybody in the the founders council those were theirs (laughs) so yeah she tries to take his ring off and he's like whoa pump the fucking brakes but then he kisses her and elena walks in immediately Uh, and there's no chunky monkey involved at all bullshit (laughs)
1: And Meredith's like, I'm gonna go, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, uh, bye. And uh, she leaves, and uh, like, Alarg immediately starts apologizing to Elena,
0: which is is very sweet. And she's like, it's, it's a good scene, fine, because uh, Elena again is the most mature teenager that's ever existed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's like, No, 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 this isn't my place, it's your place, it's Jenna's, it's your family's. She goes, No, 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 the minute you slept on that couch, it became your place too. We needed you and you stayed. He's like, So thanks. Like, Jenna's gone, you're allowed to move on. Which again, like, oof, the maturity. I I want to cry. I love their family. Uh so uh Stephanie and Davin meet up and uh Stefan's like, you're still alive, which I assume means Klaus didn't get his coffins. And David's like, Don't look so happy. He's like, I was only able to get one of them out in time, the locked one. And Stefan does say that's probably a good choice. Yeah. So david's like, Yeah, uh, you know Bonnie's mom has no magic, and Stefan's like, doesn't surprise me, it's that kind of night oh what a night Mm-mm-mm-mm. but most importantly damo reveals uh oh, oh wait oh first david asks if elaine is okay and Stefan punches him in the face which, he's <laughs> like I, he's like i know <laughs> and david's he's like, like, oh, like I oh, know so what you guys do. talked <laughs> and i uh. assume you don't want to talk about it so why do we talk about this and he lifts and he shows off a silver dagger the kind you might use to stake an original and keep them in a coffin for uh, a long, long time. The kind of thing where if you took it out,
0: they might uh, resuscitate again and do something cool. Good thing he didn't uh, take out the dagger of a boring sibling. Mm-hmm. So then- Or a sibling who can't act. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to get it out. I'm sorry. Go He's off. He's a bad actor. Go off. <laughs> I have to. I-, I can't hold it anymore. He's a bad fucking actor. They're both bad fucking actors. I'm sorry. I had to let it out. Look, it's been a minute since I watched them act. So maybe- You know it's true. I
1: don't know what I don't know, man. I'm sorry, Jill.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's happening.
1: But- Good. Jill, you do know what happens in this final scene, which rules. It does rule. So we have Klaus. We have Daniel the hybrid. Yeah, that's Daniel the Hybrid, a character who exists. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, you gonna pop open these coffins and introduce us to the whole gang? And Klaus is like, not yet. I have some unfinished business to take care of. And Daniel's like, oh, cool, what business? And then suddenly he uh, falls to the floor dead? And behind him is, oh, wait, it's Elijah with a hot-ass haircut
0: and a heart in his hand. He's fucking back, baby. (laughs) Daniel (laughs) Gillespie. is a fucking attractive man. Um. So I was going to address this real quick because I, I remember I, I remember vaguely of the things I remember uh, I was recording uh, when I was like, oh, Elijah's accent and he was like, he has an accent. <laughs> so the thing with Daniel Gillies is, is he is like Anna Paquin where like, so he was born in Canada mm-hmm. but like raised in New Zealand. So like he has like a kind of Omni accent situation happening mm-hmm. and that's what's up like and an I love it. Yeah, and it's so good. I feel like as the character grows, the accent becomes thicker. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I love it a lot. As do I. Yeah, he has to like because he has to catch up with both uh Joseph and uh Claire pretty much because they have obvious accents. Mm-hmm. So Joseph is like uh Joseph Morgan is Welsh, mm-hmm. and then um, Claire is Australian playing well not British, but like um European. Yeah. So <laughs> as we know, European means British. Yes. As we've seen the original witch. She is also uh, British. Alice Evans is uh, credited as Hmm. English-American. Jill, how did you feel about Elijah returning in such a baller way? Uncredited, Um, because um, this show learned a lot from Angel, I think, and they understood you can not credit someone, and then that's how you trick people, into not knowing they're coming back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm very into his return, especially since it's going to mess with klaus (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) fucking with your boy
2: yeah love to see it
0: i was so excited you guys he rules elijah is
1: so good (laughs) I didn't realize, like, I, I forgot this was going to happen. And when it happened, I was just so thrilled. I'm so happy to see him. I'm so happy for Klaus to have someone who,
0: like, can actually, like, mess with him in a way that matters to him. I think, obviously, a lot of, like, early season three is very good just on its own. But I think a, a good portion of that is because Claire Holt, while is not the same energy as Daniel Gillies, is also very, very good. Mm-hmm. And so, like, these episodes without her, I feel like maybe that's part of the reason why it kind of just feels like, yeah. Mm. So at least having either Claire or Daniel is good to have because they're both just such strong actors.
1: Cuz Klaus is kind of the best when he like like the, I think what they learn is Klaus is really interesting when he has someone who is like a check on him mm-hmm. and like Elijah and Rebecca are both so good at that. So having mm. him around without an additional one of them like I think can be kind of a bummer uh it, it seems like it's the way klaus prefers to live his life but it's not the way i prefer to see him
0: <laughs> also uh morgan uh real quick just check out like uh so i'm not on the wikipedia not like the the fandom page but just uh, check out um the guest appearance list how long it is for the next episode real quick oh jill of course do not look obviously I will not. take a little peek it's <laughs> yes, the episode titled bringing out the dead by the way
1: all right i, I mean it lets everyone with well, the gangs gangs all here <laughs> <laughs> it's all here and it's That's all a, you two
0: <laughs> it's a long fucking list it truly is good god i also i just want to say real quick uh because the next episode is written by tiri meyer and al septian who are a uh, writing team so um they were um, writers on Smallville. Oh. producers. And uh, season eight, which is uh, one of my favorite seasons of Smallville, which uh, came when uh, Miles Miller and Al Goff left the showrunners. They, they left the show. And when also Michael Rosenbaum and, and Christy Krug left the show. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, shit. Uh, and then season eight is like, it's kind of like the Vampire Diaries season six, season six, where all of a sudden it's like, how is it this good at this point? You know,
1: good for them. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for our uh, our next two. I think they are. Yeah. a lot of stuff with you know with the originals. So
0: Elijah being alive really helps. And also, uh, season eight of Smallville is the one that uh, introduced me to my my boo Sam Witwer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, introducing that. Uh, yeah, Sam Witwer and Cassidy Freeman were both on that season, and they were. So fucking good. I love Sam Witwer on Supergirl so much. Sam Witwer's so fucking good on Supergirl. Sam Witwer is just... He's... A great villain obviously Um I'm a big fan of being human US so I've got to see him as the, as the hero um, as the, the vampire hero and he's so good and did you watch being human I don't
1: remember I, why. I have not no I have not seen either being human but I know that they're supposed to be really fun
0: I prefer the US version because I feel like the British version got just too far into the, the depression of it all oh okay and it was the strange British show that never knew when to fucking end oh that's so rare <laughs> even when people were leaving the show uh, whereas I I feel that being human us like it was able to balance the drama and like the comedy of it all mm. and the being human us cast is literally like just in terms of like behind the scenes and backstage stuff probably my favorite tv cast like every like behind the scenes or like interview video i watch with like the cast it cracks my shit up because they're so funny and they love each other so much
1: oh that's nice jill to tell you who sam witwer is at least to me he on A season ago, I guess, on Supergirl? What is time anymore? Yeah, it was a season ago. It was the one before the season. Yeah, he plays like, what if Richard Spencer was a Supergirl villain? And so he's just like a young, dapper, alt-right fascist who, like sucks and Supergirl uh like beats the shit out of him regularly. Amazing. It fucking rules. Like they did a season that was like very like politically loud. It's, it's that the best season of
0: the show, by the way.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's like fully it embraces the idea that like like aliens are a metaphor for like immigrants and uh they they do this great arc with sam whitmore where they like you know show what his life has been like throughout all of supergirl and all the things that Mm -hmm. happened to his family which are admittedly bad but um they don't give you permission to be a racist piece of shit and he like becomes the big bad for the season and he's great um anyways the vampire diaries (laughs) uh jill should we hit up your rankings (laughs)
2: Yeah. Jill yeah. rankings.
1: Jill rankings. Jill, j- j- Jill rankings.
2: <laughs> All right, we have some shifting.
1: Oh my god, I'm so... I'm emotional, I'm excited. I can't- How high is Klaus now? You <laughs>
0: what <I> know.
2: <laughs> Wait, both of you guess.
0: <laughs> I mean... Is Klaus every- free? I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, is Jill putting Klaus or Steven as number one? And I'm like, Steven probably took a dip after the second episode. Yeah. And Klaus might have gone... And went higher.
2: Mm -hmm. Higher and higher. Okay. I could never guess. Coming in. Coming in at number five.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: yeah. We have Bonnie.
0: Woo! She's in the top five. I'm happy. Yeah. Remember when she used to be number one?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then uh, (laughs) they didn't give her much to work with.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As we've been discussing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Coming in at number four. Mm -mm. None other than Klaus. Wow! Oh wow! Only
0: four. Only four resisting. You are resisting Klaus's thrall. That's what's happening. <laughs>
2: Listen, he'll he'll get there. I have faith.
0: <laughs> I know he will. I know he will. <laughs> I have moments where I'm like, well, this will be number one specifically. There was a moment, uh like what was the last episode we recorded where I was like we were watching the episode, I'm like, wait, is this the moment where Klaus does this? And it wasn't, and I was like, very upset. And I
2: will text Morgan and he won't know. Oh wow. Okay, good to know. Uh who is three? Number three we have Steven. Ooh. Coming in at number two is none other than Tybrid. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. You move it up. <laughs> and number one is damo whoa wow there he goes what what uh what clenched it for damo this time around i mean (laughs) he was number one last time too so he's Mm -hmm. kind of just like holding the spot right but him like (laughs) before they go on the road trip to the to meet bonnie's mom (laughs) when he was like (laughs) We kissed. It's weird, and then just like did, like yeah, that's that's my guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you become number one. Also, yep.
2: just so
0: you know, Jill, you're bringing each the real boy corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Their boy corner until Michael comes around. <laughs> God damn it! I haven't thought about crushes
0: at all. I was super you thinking about race. Apparently, <laughs> I'm thinking about crushes now. God damn it!
1: Okay, I think
0: I I have mine. Uh-huh. Okay, I did just see what
1: you texted me, and yeah, that's gonna affect rankings.
0: Yeah, I thought that was like the episode uh, that we had before mm-hmm. this one uh, on the podcast, and I'm like, oh wait, no. Oh, <laughs> Jill, something's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have my crushes prepared if you guys would like to hear. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna say crush for episode one. Gonna gonna shock you, shock you all. Tell you that it's Matt Donovan. What? <laughs> A prince among men. A sweet boy. And for two, it was going to be Elena all episode. And then Elijah showed up and it is Elijah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he ripped uh, out the yeah. heart and was dashing immediately yeah that's how you he win got a haircut in a coffin <laughs> I was going to abstain from crushes which is, I think is a post like, we can't do that on a podcast I'm like I'm going to abstain but I can't do that nice. so uh, I'm going to go with Bonnie for the first episode and uh, Elijah for the second hell yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> crush corner Um, this is embarrassing um, oh my! Uh huh. <laughs> for the first episode, my crush is Klaus. <laughs> what? I'm shocked. <laughs> and for the second episode, my crush is also Klaus. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what, what was your ranking for Klaus again? Four. Four. How? Uh, m- make this add up to me, Jill.
2: Um, Because he's still new. I need I need more of him. <laughs> I need more, yeah. like... <laughs>
0: I, again, I question the Jill rankings. The lady <laughs> doth
1: protest too much. I would never <laughs> question the dignity of the rankings. That's not who I am. That's not what I do. But I'm looking.
2: <laughs> but see, the thing is, like, Damo is high up because he's Damo, obviously. Yeah, he's Tyler is Tyler. He has to be in top three. I love him with all my heart. Uh-huh. Um, Stephen being a fucking bitch is incredible. Him <laughs> like, ah! threatening to kill Elena on the bridge where her parents died. Ah! What the fuck, you know? So Klaus has to like he has yeah. to you know step it up a little bit. <laughs> this is what
0: I've all been te- I've been telling all of you about. How this was Paul's character type pre Vampire Diaries. Yeah, this was his comfort zone, guys. And he's, he's doing a great good at job. It. <laughs> Yeah, this is what he he knows. Being like normal Stefan is the the actual hard thing for him. Yeah, he's also really good at that, in my opinion. He's very good at, it, but that's the thing that's hard for him. Whereas this is like, he can just do this without any rehearsing at all. He's, he's got this. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. I I love
1: him. <laughs> I love I love all my all my my trash children. <laughs> cool all my garbage sons
0: <laughs> and that's the episode and uh the hours that we have while here is upsetting uh, to me but I, I know that we took a lot of breaks during this also yeah i went on tangents tangent to, of things that we cannot talk about on this podcast anyway so i'm fine you can find me on twitter at lafergs and from there you can find my writing of course um you can find me on twitter at lorgan
2: mudich i'm that everywhere you can find me there on letterboxd too and you can find me on Twitter at Jilbo Baggins with two I's instead of two L's. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> um, anything Anything else? Are we forgetting anything? Because I feel like we've done everything now, right?
1: No, I think we're good. I mean, rate, review, and subscribe if you want. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, if there's a stuff you, if questions you have or anything you want us to talk about on the show, please let us know.
0: Yeah. And we review, do five stars. Otherwise... Don't reveal. Yeah. If you uh, want to talk Tyler Lockwood, you. hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't hit her up because you might accidentally spoil her. Mm-hmm. Um, don't sorry, hit me jo. up.
2: If you want to <laughs> talk season two, Tyler Lockwood, hit me up.
0: <laughs> you live in a bubble until you've seen the entire series. Do not spoil
2: Oh! Don't talk to me, anyone. <laughs> <laughs> never, never talk to me. <laughs> Oh, do not look at me.
0: Do not look at me in the eyes. <laughs> um So, thank you again for listening to the Empire Diaries. And with this, we say, I'm not a stranger. No, I am yours. <laughs> Cup by Plum. <laughs> Cup by Plum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Cup by Plum. What, what, what? It's Cup by Plum. It's Cup by Plum. <laughs> We'll be